Hey, it's me, Kelly Anakin. I'm talking about Showtime's hit series, Yellow Jackets, one episode at a time with some of the funniest people I know. Let's find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting eaten. Welcome to Blood Hive. Today on Blood Hive, I have two very special guests. Our first guest is a comedian and writer who has appeared at the All Jane Comedy Festival and worked with sketch groups Killing My Lobster and Nice Tan. Firmly grounded in reality, she's also a Thaisa and Shauna apologist. Everybody, please welcome Dominique Gelin. Hey, Dom. Hey. How you doing? I'm I'm doing great. It is. I've we've watched the finale at this point. At the point mm-hmm. of the recording, I have a lot of thoughts, a lot of feelings, and I'm I'm excited to kick it with you and Aaron. I think it's going to be a fun time. I'm really excited to have you here, and you just spoiled the name of our next guest. Shoot, I'm. You know what? <laughs> I'm excited to be here with you and Redacted. I think it's going to be a phenomenal time. <laughs> Speaking of Redacted, she's a comedian, performer, voice actress, and soup maker living in Los Angeles. You may have seen her on Comedy Central's corporate tap dancing on stage in a lampshade or noodling her face off at a fish show. Everybody, do a little dance. It's Erin Lampert. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Can I ask you a question, Erin? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to noodle your face off? <laughs> I said, you know, when I was writing this, <laughs> I said... To my guy who was in the room, I said, do you think people are going to know what I mean by noodling? And he's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's so <laughs> clearly that it's not the truth. Um, noodling is that guitar thing, right? You're just like, I don't know. Around. It's just, I feel, I've always thought of it as just like a kind of a lanky way to move and groove. <laughs> oh, that makes more sense. But I don't know. It's some people might have a more specific definition of the word. Um, it's just kind of like a word that uh, originated in, I think, the jam band scene. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like the guy who's outside of the car dealership and he's filled with air? Yes. Goes, oh, my God. Yeah, basically. <laughs> okay, wow. <laughs> or that little Kermit gif. You know what I'm talking about? That is yes. <laughs> okay. the slow dance. He is Kermit. noodling. He's 100% noodling there. Um, fun fact, I got my mom a desk-sized version of that inflatable dude, and she keeps it by her computer. Oh. Because she loves fish. <laughs> it has nothing to do with fish or noodles. It's just the guy. Wait, which guy? The inflatable thing. That's oh, in okay, chips. okay, okay. For a second, I'm like, wait, you got your mom an inflatable tray on Astasio? Next time, for sure. Wow. Wow. So luckily, wow. I can't think of anything more 90s than an inflatable Jay Anastasio. Um, as we all know, because we have read the description of this here podcast on whatever podcatcher we're listening on, we're here to talk about Yellow Jackets, the TV show. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious to hear from both of you. How did you discover Yellow Jackets? Erin, I would love for you to kick that off. Ooh, okay. Um, well, here's something I need to say up top is that I don't watch a lot of television series. I just, I have to, I'm really specific about what I consume. Um, 
And like, I have to really want to see like whatever I'm going to watch. What were you going to say? Would you go so far as to say you don't even have a TV? <laughs> no, I, well, you know what? We don't, we have a projector wall. <laughs> we have a projector Ooh. wall. <laughs> that feels fancy. like, actually, that feels like the, the new, uh, the elevated version of people being like, well, I don't even have a TV, but like they're watching Netflix on their, um, their laptop. <laughs> so like, congrats to the next generation. Love that. Yeah, no, it's not that I, no, I love TV. I'm just very specific about it. And like, what I mean by like, like I didn't watch Breaking Bad, <gasps> you know, I didn't, um, you know, just things like that. And, um, so the reason I watched this is because, I'll start here. My fiance, um, Kevin, I've known him for eight years and wait a brat. <laughs> well, yeah, we've been together for eight years. This is not that big of a deal, but also it's pretty cool. Um, but he <laughs> is from New Jersey and he, his five, uh, best men <laughs> in our wedding party are these, uh-huh. his New Jersey friends that he's known for like over 20 years. Um, and one of them is Bart Nickerson, the writer and creator of the show. And Ashley Lyle <laughs> is his wife. And so, Amazing. you know, uh, you know, you know, people in Los Angeles, you live here long enough. People make shows. They're in shows. They write shows. You go to a premiere. You say, hey, great job. Thank- oh, I'm so proud of you. And then you never watch the show again. I mean, that's, <laughs> you know, that is kind of what how my world <laughs> operates. This is going to make me sound like a terrible friend. So I knew that they like, <laughs> I knew that they sold a show. Like, I remember it was really exciting. I think it was in 2019. And everybody came out to the bar that I worked at and like, we all cheers. And I knew then that it was about like, I don't know, high school girls, but I didn't really pay attention to it because I knew that they had worked with like a vampire teen show. And so I was just like, yeah, it's probably not going to be my thing. And (laughs) then then as it got closer to um, watching it, uh, we, you know, it's still like pandemic times, but we like safely gathered uh, with you know our closest friends and watched watched the premiere and again I really thought that I was going to be like hey great job guys uh, congrats you know and then literally never think about it again and I was like teary eyed in the very beginning it's mm-hmm. like, I'm like obsessed with it now I'm literally obsessed with it it um it's so everything it's so New Jersey it's so 1996 it's so being a teenage girl like I love it so much and uh it's really wild to like (laughs) to just like see this unfold you know and see how many other people are fucking loving it I love this as an origin story and I think one other thing that's been great about this podcast for people who don't live in California (laughs) is like, I feel like on the one hand, when people find out, like, you live in California, and even, like, I live in the Bay Area, which is not where a lot of TV production is happening, but people are like, oh, my God, do you, like, see famous people and, like, know people who, like, make stuff? And it's like, we don't all know each other. Like, we all do, like, different stuff, but also, like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it is, like, Los Angeles, like, the you know, it is entertainment's company town. That is what everybody does. So of course, and how wonderful that your friends are having this huge success. I just read an interview with them in Vulture and it was clear that Ashley and Bart are just kind of blown away by the response. I mean, to the degree that they're like, yeah, we were not expecting people (laughs) to have such completely 
whacked out theories and be like <laughs> freeze framing everything and i'm it's so wild i i love it so much i love everything that is is <laughs> is happening in front of my eyes i think it's really really cool amazing so and then uh dom wow well i mean i think aaron's story is way cooler or just very cool and hey, congrats hey, to hey. your friends um don't put yourself down right. before you give us the story. Right. I apologize. That's a very, listen, that's a very common thing for women to do. I'm actually, you know what? I'm going to take it back. It's Yeah. I, I, I almost wanted to apologize. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> Kelly, what if for the next two hours we just apologized in a circle? I'm so um, sorry. I, think that, I be... think that that is a better idea than I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> No, actually, mine mine is honestly through through Twitter and through friends. Um, I have one friend in particular, Alice Mick, who I felt like has been yelling about Yellow Jackets <laughs> on Twitter from the top of her lungs from Jump, and she was talking about it in the group chat. And then we would get on like writing. We were in a writing group together, and we would get on those calls, and she'd be like, "Are you guys watching Yellow Jackets?" And I was like, eh, "I'll get there, maybe, probably." Uh, and I should say. That Allison, you know, when she recommends something, for me, it's like a 50% hit rate. Like there are times where she'll recommend something and I'll be like, how did I ever like live my life without watching this thing? And then the other times I'm like, eh. <laughs> so- In contrast, so I'm also friends with Allison, who I think is at this point famous on this podcast. She's been brought up multiple times. <laughs> well, she's she's doing your finale yeah, episode, Yeah, she's doing right? a finale episode and she's also sort of like the the Malcolm Gladwellian influencer. Oh man, I, I adore her. I can't wait to hear <laughs> she is, her She's episode. amazing. Anyway, so I, she's Ooh, my, essentially yeah. my, like media advisor i have about a 90 percent hit rate with her versus dom when dom recommends something it is about a 15 percent hit rate well okay i would i would adjust that and say that when i recommend something i do preface it with a quality check you know what i mean like i'm like hey i found some hot garbage that i am watching or like hey i found an interesting show not sure if you're into it like right i think the difference is that allison just doesn't recommend things that are straight up terrible (laughs) well her loss no i'm kidding now she's now she's a legend and and honestly the other piece of this is that you tip the scale for every super nanny there is a motherland fort salem and for that i thank you (laughs) um yeah yeah you know allison was talking about it and then i think actually kelly i think you might have been the straw that broke the camel's back of like (laughs) a common thing that i am (laughs) so now it's it's nice to be able to yell at you about it. And then also, Aaron, to kind of speak to your point, I am very into like uh, the fandom of it all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I love reading the fan theories. I love watching people like interact with these characters and make posts and being like, uh, here's here's my take. Here's my 3,000 word take on female friendship and the representation <laughs> of it in Yellow Jackets. Someday there's going to be a documentary like The Last Black Man in San Francisco about Tumblr though and it's going to be called <laughs> The Last Black Lesbian on Tumblr and it's, it's, it's going to be about Dom. <laughs> it's going to be my autobiography. Um, <laughs> really excited to help someone get an Oscar there. <laughs> documentarians who want to get in touch with dom please reach out to us at bloodhivepodcast at gmail.com we we want 10 percent yes thank you i'm her agent (laughs) yes 
Yes. I would you are. look, I would be good at it. That's not the point. Um, a wonderful theme we've had is people girl bullying their friends into watching this show. And it's just <laughs> delicious. I, yeah. I mean, I don't really I don't like I said, I don't watch a lot of stuff. I don't go to a lot of movies. It's like a weird thing about me. I mean, I like fish, you know, I like going to fish concerts. So like, make your own judgments. But you know, as soon as I watched it, I needed to talk to somebody about it. And so I, yeah, I kind of started like bullying my girls there. Like, is anybody watching this? It's available on Showtime. Watch it first for free. And um, I luckily have a couple friends that I've been like texting with about mm-hmm. it because I can't, uh, I just, I need to talk about it. I, I couldn't stop thinking about it after I saw the pilot. I mean, and then every episode. I'm calling people. I'm texting them. I'm, you know, getting on Reddit. I never get on Reddit. I'm on Reddit. And Kelly, she hates calling people and she's on the phone. I do hate calling people. I didn't join Reddit, but I was like trying to read the conversations. And I hate one of my biggest pet peeves is when you have to like download an app to get more access to something. Mm-hmm. And I fucking downloaded the app so I could read <laughs> what people were saying about it. Oh, I feel so dirty. <laughs> this is this is probably the most effective marketing moment Showtime has ever had because I keep seeing these people being like, I don't have Showtime. How do you people have Showtime? And everybody's like, you better motherfucking get Showtime or we're not friends anymore. <laughs> Or, or no, I mean, or just being like, just get it for seven days and binge it. What's that? Yeah. I mean, I Not wouldn't. The series is I done. wouldn't condone that. But. Be a fucking adult, <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> get the show time. Get a friend's password, like yes. everybody else. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I've uh, redacted my redacted to a lot of people. Um, that sounds filthy. Okay. So we are on episode six, which is called Saints. The description, which again, mm, delicious prose. Oh, can I jump in and say that that's another one of Kevin's groomsmen? Oh my God. Okay, Aaron. <laughs> that's his, that's Kevin's best friend, Rich. Okay, Aaron. <laughs> writes those blurbs. That dude is my soulmate. This is the most beautiful <laughs> writing I've ever seen in my entire life. I love that so much. It's- I know it sounds hyperbolic and we're on a podcast, but like literally my job during the daytime is to take like massive amounts of text and reduce them sometimes to just one to three words the precision and accuracy of these is just i i can't get over it yeah it's pretty fun it's anyway rich thank you so much you have a name i will be making an offering to the antler queen in your honor (laughs) the girls tangle with the birds and the bees navigating love lust and diy surgery in the present blackmail bunnies and an icy reunion misty prepares for a house guest just at the end like right it's like the description for mrs dalloway like oh some lady's having a party (laughs) she's prepared the doilies with the tea misty decided to steal the oxycontin herself (laughs) 
um, okay, so this, like all episodes, written by Ashley Lyle and Bart Nickerson, uh, close personal friends of Aaron Lampert, noodler extraordinaire, uh, written by Chantel Wells, whose primary experience was on Jane the Virgin, a show that I love, Team Raphael, and directed by Billy Woodruff, who also directed Beauty Shop, The Game, and Empire, and has a really long history directing music videos. So that's just kind of something to think about as we're chatting through this. When I had that information, mm. going back to this episode, I was like, oh, yeah, these shots are very uh, music video e which is an industry term. Yes, I live in California. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode, Sophie Nelise does the previously on. Actually, can you pronounce that for me, Dom, since you know French? <laughs> um, yeah, I think you, you got it, though. It's just Nelise. Nelise. Like for Nelise. Yeah. <laughs> I think for Elise was German. <laughs> it was you are correct see once again i'm so sorry i'm a victim a victim of the monoculture i am just a mess i think you're doing you're doing wonderfully yeah I think that you are flattering me and I'll take it (laughs) so a car containing an affluent family pulls up to a traffic light they're listening to a news story about the Exxon Valdez oil spill so that places us firmly in 1989 the year that Disney's The Little Mermaid dropped a little girl in the back seat who's playing with a My Little Pony just starts hyperventilating and no it's not about the oil spill in Alaska (laughs) the implication is that she saw or or knew that she needed to do something to prevent her parents from being part of a horrifying car accident that happens in the intersection just in front of them once that happens her parents are kind of staring at her and she just goes back to playing with her my little pony (laughs) later she eavesdrops on her parents who are named Malcolm and Amelia who are arguing about whether she has a supernatural gift or needs to see a psychiatrist which is also the overall meta conversation about yellow jackets so (laughs) um, so this is this is baby Lottie I believe that they refer to her as Lottie Mm -hmm. When this happened, I kind of like melted. I was like, oh my God, because we've already (laughs) seen her having this sort of like some sort of psychic connection. We also know that she's been on medication, which she's run out of. Mm -hmm. And so we're also finding out like the question of, you know, whether or not she is quote unquote crazy has kind of been an open one for her entire life. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, you know. Uh, I, I I love this as like a I took this as a X-Men Origins the Lottie story you know what I mean like this was <laughs> they were like listen we we uh, don't believe in psychiatry so here's a pair of long gloves for you to wear <laughs> don't touch anyone <laughs> a very healthy way of just like going through life yeah no I think it's you know I rewatched that episode and the parents are arguing and her mom's like, she saved our life. And her dad's like, she's just fucking crazy. And I was like, first of all, not mutually exclusive. Second of all, rude. And third of all, if even if I was like unsure, I feel like stifling that wouldn't be my move. I feel like my move would be like, let's test this out. Like I would go in other <laughs> situations, see if she saves my life again. You know what I mean? Like you yeah, know- overall... You need to increase your sample size to see if this is a thing. The parents in in general in this series all are terrible. Fuck all the parents. It's distressing. And again, we brought this up in a previous episode, but it's like basically everybody except for Travis and Javi appears to be an only child. Like, 
<laughs> oh god yeah. at no point is anybody like boy i sure miss my siblings like but also, none of them were like you know what i want to go home and see my parents right, right. <laughs> that is that is a great point. that is not the move here there are, you know because like in this episode jackie's like i miss jeff so much yeah. and it's like more than cheesesteak what that's not that's apples and oranges okay <laughs> <laughs> one of them knows what they're doing <laughs> i never met a cheesesteak that didn't know what it was doing <laughs> exactly we cut from this scene from lottie's childhood into the woods where she's foraging with mari akila and van and there's no berries like it seems like the bounty of the woods is starting to falter for them and lottie's like oh you know some animals survive by eating their own vomit <laughs> casual combo there's so much vomit in the show and that's like the one thing i cannot watch wow i mean it's, it's really a testament to the strength of this show that you've sat through this much vomit I, it's 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 in every one of the uh the intros if you watch with the theme song <gasps> oh which God. i did mm-hmm. but my brain has tr- as like i've like trained my brain into thinking oh, it's just a snake <laughs> it's just a snake coming out of their mouth is it where where Coach Ben throws I, up? I don't know because I try not to look. No, it it looks like Shauna. It looks like either Shauna or Natalie because uh, you know again I'm not looking that hard, but it's right after they're like no return, huh? No mm. return. It's like okay towards the end of the. I'm opening. gonna watch it and be like, do I see a do I see a snake or do I? <laughs> it see looks vomit? like they're at another woods party, to be honest, but it it doesn't look like something that we've already seen. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely new information in mm-hmm. that intro that we that doesn't get pulled from the show yeah i'm i'm already ready for season two like right now <laughs> yeah i'm like realistically we're gonna do an entire episode about just the intro. <laughs> i think that's a great bonus episode <laughs> so mari is like making fun of lottie and being like oh did dead cabin guy tell you that and lottie hits back and is like oh no we mostly talk about how danny nears dumped for his own cousin <laughs> Okay, look, when I took the BuzzFeed quiz of who are you in Yellow Jackets, I was going for Thaisa and I got Lottie. So, like, I'm not mad, though, you know, because, like, beautiful. I'm mystical, but I will roast you. It was such a wonderful Mean Girls quip, you know, just, like, mm-hmm. vicious, unforgiving, like, just straight for the jugular. <laughs> Uh, Lottie then sees a vision of a deer with what looks like bloody antlers looking straight at her. And Van comes over and is like, ignore Lottie. I don't think she's taking this shit in like two weeks. <laughs> Van. My worst nightmare. I can't handle it. I can't handle that. I love that. Van so much. And mm-hmm. <laughs> she's so great. Yeah. And then she's like, hey, Lot, like, you okay? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. She looks back. The deer is still there. <laughs> but uh, Van can't see it. <laughs> whoopsies ah comforting <laughs> credits <laughs> back in 2021 outside natalie's motel shauna parks her minivan and runs into everybody's favorite blast from the past randy walsh that dude is like a herpes of a man i don't know cheaper to caper <laughs> yep he and his wife tammy are going through one of their little divorces and shauna makes up a deeply unconvincing lie yet again uh, about book club and says that oh her book club is meeting at that coffee shop on lincoln and you know how parking is and i'm like i 
would not put it past Randy to be on a bike because he's had too many DUIs. <laughs> so, like, he may not know. And then, apropos of nothing, Randy pulls up his shirt to reveal... I keep forgetting how to pronounce this. Wiskayak? Oh, Wiskayak? I don't even know. I don't, anyway, the name of the high school. <laughs> uh, but he's like, Wiskayak, hi, till I die. And it's like a yellow jacket's tattoo that says buzz, buzz, buzz. <laughs> and I just, why? Why? <laughs> I can't understand why anybody would do that. But uh, Shauna's like, cool, that's good for you. She's just trying to get through this. <laughs> it's like, give Jeff a big man hug for me. Yeah, you two are the real deal. And Shauna's like, ooh, okay, great. <laughs> and okay, this is only tangentially related, but like, is this motel supposed to be shitty? Because I kind of love it. It's so cute. It's so cute. And there's like picnic tables and like grassy areas that may say more about me and my standards. <laughs> <laughs> I think those kind of hotels that have the picnic tables and grassy areas, and I say this as somebody who just came off of like a pretty long cross-country trip, I think people in those hotels live there most of the time. Yeah, like it's a residential like, hotel, but it's much... Uh, there's just something like there's like some personal grills outside, a lot of shoes, a lot of pairs of shoes. In the ones that I've seen, yes, yes. It's the one that is in the show is much nicer than the one I'm... Referring yeah, to. the one that I stayed in one time because I didn't take it seriously when the bride in a wedding was like, make sure you oh. get your hotel because there's like a there's a flag guard competition in town oh, no. and you won't be able to get a hotel. I was like, yeah, fucking right. Whatever. <laughs> she was right. And I was staying in a place where clearly like everything was made of plastic so they could oh. just hose it down. And <laughs> Wow, that sounds lovely. It was the saddest place I've ever been in my entire life. Was it in Indiana? Because that's where. <laughs> Close. It was in Dayton, Ohio. So not far. Totally. Same vibe. Totally. Same vibe. <laughs> so Shauna finally gets away from Randy, gets into Nat's room where Thais is smoking a cigarette. And Nat and Shauna tell each other they look like shit. <laughs> Nat's like, is Jeff still hawking food? <laughs> like, wow, show me on the doll where the futon hurt you. <laughs> I just, I, I loved, I love Natalie in this scene. I loved how she's like as unimpressed with Jeff as we are at this mm -hmm. point in the show. <laughs> yeah. It's super mean, but also like we're on her side. It just... 10 million points to Natalie here. But, but like, why do you hate Jeff? Like, Jeff is such a non-entity. What on earth could you care about that for? I don't think she cares about Jeff. I think she's judging Shauna. Mm. Okay. For her entire okay. life. That's a good point. <laughs> Sorry. But I mean, I don't know. I, maybe she, she can't stand Jeff because, like, you know, if you've known this, like, same guy since high school who's like still fucking your friend i don't know maybe she's mad because jeff is like the mirror image of travis where mm. she and travis couldn't make it work and you know for all of their issues shauna and jeff are still together as he will point out later in the episode yeah <laughs> so i don't know it may be that it just i don't know it seems like to me it feels like something happened that we haven't seen yet in the woods mm. because thaisa puts a stop to it in a way that feels very much like oh she's done this before a bunch of times yeah mm, yeah sorry you mean sorry you mean adult Taisa puts a stop to them bickering yes but i feel yes. like 
regard well i mean we see her constantly and even in this episode acting as like the peacemaker yes and we see it a lot in the next episode too she's like here's what's going on it is revealed to sean not only is travis dead they have both received these postcards they've gotten these blackmail texts shauna has not gotten a postcard she also has not gotten a blackmail text and i believe her because she is at this point canonically a very bad liar we've seen her (laughs) we've seen her lying about things that don't matter and really whiffing it and luckily just she's surrounded by people who are even dumber than she is And she's like, oh, well, it's got to be somebody from the team, right? Because who else would know about the symbol? And this was the first time I think, uh, I mean, I've been suspicious of Jeff with his whole inventory database thing. Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> I'm like, that's not a thing. And then when Shauna decided after seeing him with a woman that he was cheating on her, I'm like, mm. it's like when you don't see a dead body in a show you're like they might not be dead like if you don't actually see your husband banging somebody on tv he's probably not having an affair so i'm like Mm. okay he's probably not having an affair and so the fact that she did not get a blackmail text i was like is it jeff that's so funny wow i totally i was duped by the red herring i was like man jeff is having an affair and with a barbie doll (laughs) like no, I, I totally agree. As soon as I saw him with that girl, I was like, fuck him, fuck him. And I was so happy yeah. when Shauna fucked Adam. But um, I don't remember which episode this was in, but once we saw the glitter in the closet, that's when I thought it could be Jeff. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. same. I thought RIP Adam, but I thought that I'm, was premature. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry to brag. I clocked it in this episode. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, uh, yes. Well, <laughs> kind of, you know, the the – the hanging chad of the situation is that <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, I'm taking it all the way back to 2000. You know, we're not quite there yet, but oh boy, these bitches have it coming, you know? Misty got a postcard. Thaisa got a postcard. Nat got a postcard. And Shauna did not get a postcard. So, like, what what is like what's up with this distribution of these things mm-hmm. i i don't have an answer for you this is just like this is what i am currently gnawing on for this show is like how is all of this stuff connected if it's connected mm-hmm. and i don't know anyway it's a lot of fun it's it's mm-hmm. um it's like a kaleidoscope of me being confused <laughs> yeah and they talk about Jessica Roberts, uh, known on this show as J-Rob, known in my home as my wife. Um, (laughs) Ty's like, oh, you know, I told her to back off, threatened lawsuits, blah, 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 which of course we know is bullshit. And Ty is a much better liar than Shauna (laughs) since she hired her. And then Matt's like, no, 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 I'm just going to text her and then we can see what's up. And then Thaisa and Shauna are like, no, don't do it because... She then is going to, like, have a story. Of course, Ty's motivation is just like, ah, she might tell them that I hired her. (laughs) It's so cute because Natalie is like, you know, I don't like it when you yell at me. I love that line. (laughs) Yeah, I love that line. And she, like, puts her phone down with this, like, weird curtsy. Yeah, yeah, because you know it really hit. It really hurts. It really hits her. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Juliet Lewis. Just like I, I just love the way that she did that because it does feel like she is not only whining and annoyed, but she's also like physically trolling everybody in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> don't fucking yell at me in my hotel room. But also, yeah, I don't care, but I do care. I have a picnic table, and you aren't going to be allowed to use it. <laughs> 
Right, exactly. So <laughs> they come up with their plan, if it can be called this. They're just going to get that money to pay the blackmailer and then put a tracker on the money so when it's picked up, they can follow the person and figure out who it is. Uh, they decide not to loot Miss Cian, even though she's been helping Nat out. Um, this is the first Sean is hearing about this. So she's like, oh, my God, why are you playing buddy cop with Misty fucking Quigley? <laughs> yes, I love that. And also, I have a note about that, um, but this will, but it'll come back later I know. on. We all have that note. <laughs> okay, it's beautiful. It, I think that it's a really, it's a really it's great so thing in the writing. funny. <laughs> great work great work personal friends of Aaron I mean it's, it's I can sometimes I can hear their voices and in the writing and it's like really like cool that, <laughs> that's so cool like that makes me feel really happy for everyone involved and me because I'm also benefiting well there's also parts like because I don't know if I said this I, I don't really like horror stuff and so mm-hmm. like I don't know there's parts where I'm like oh my god oh god and then I'm like oh yeah they're fucked up. <laughs> like, we're all friends because we're all fucked up. And then there's other parts where I'm like, oh, yeah, they're hilarious. Like, duh. You know, like, it's it's just so fun. I, yeah. I feel like I've tried to explain that to my therapist where it's like, listen, <laughs> everyone I know is really fucked up and hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you know. She's like, why don't you feel like you can ever like find a, a you know a stable partner? And I'm like, well, so boring. <laughs> it's boring, and like, ugh, they can't keep up with the group, you know. <laughs> yeah. Thin the herd. Um. Uh, speaking of thinning the herd, <laughs> at the elder care facility. Uh, <laughs> Misty tells somebody named Val that she's bringing cronuts. So once again, Misty's just like stuck in like 2009. Like <laughs> she then like at her car, she's got some pill bottles in her scrub pockets and she puts them in a tote bag in her trunk. And I'm like, why didn't you just keep them in your pockets mm. and drive? I don't, look, I don't know. I've never tried to steal drugs from an elderly facility. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe the, 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 it, her pants are too tight. And then when she sits down, it would be uncomfortable. Yeah. But driving. I feel like you'd want, like I would, I would prioritize not getting caught over my own personal comfort. Well, I wonder <laughs> if because she's a nurse, like, you know how like you you can have an open container if it's in your trunk maybe if you're a nurse you can haul you know like strong opiates and medicines if it's in your trunk i don't know i love that there's something so victorian about the phrase strong opiates and medicine like i feel like you know that's the traveling wagon ah step right up for the strong opiates and medicines guaranteed to cure what ails you and vanquish your enemies So then we we go back to Shauna standing in her kitchen looking exactly as disheveled as I do on a daily basis. Um, I've been working at home for two years and it's just straight up sleep rompers, no bras, no hairbrush. Oh, I get it. (laughs) I felt it so hard on this rewatch. I was like, it's me. (laughs) And she's staring at the postcard. She took Nat's postcard. And then Jeff's like, hey, you ready for this brunch with the tailors? And Shauna does not know what day it is. Again, she is our distracted queen. I, too, do not know what day it is. <laughs> yeah, it is It is rough. And apparently it is the annual uh, Jackie Taylor Memorial Birthday Brunch, Oof. which it was fucking awful. I, I scream at my television a lot during this show because no one lives with me. I don't have a pet. <laughs> and my... <laughs> 
my plants don't react. (laughs) (laughs) They call me though. They tell me what's up. They're like, Kelly's at it again. Yeah. They're like, oh oh my God, buddy does that. (laughs) (laughs) Not cool, dude. Not cool. (laughs) (laughs) So I screamed at my TV. I was like, you're doing what? Because it's not just that it's this, it's on a fucking weekday. Oh, I didn't even pick up on that. It's Tuesday. No, it's actually, it's Wednesday. The brunch is on Wednesday. She says it's not until Tuesday and thinks it's Monday, I think is how that worked out. Okay. Uh, look, go back and watch it. What else? Are, what else is? Listen, it's doing? definitely not on a Saturday or Sunday. Can't even believe I didn't pick up on that. <laughs> no. So it's like, okay, whatever's going on here. Her parents are like, we have to have it on the day. Like, <laughs> wow. which they wouldn't even be doing if she was alive. So, like, let's everybody relax. Well, but she's not alive, and whose fault is that, Dom? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Jackies. But mm. we'll get back to that. Oh. <laughs> shots fire i agree i agree i mean i also look i agree as well (laughs) we all agree um i was invited to join a facebook discussion group about the show i don't think this is the kind of shout out they were looking for oh no no but it it's just it's a place where people are commenting things like hey i don't understand why people like shauna not jackie shauna cheated on her are you on a group with a bunch of heterosexuals i can see why (laughs) they are honestly i think that's the problem wait a minute minute. i hate jackie and i love shauna and i'm in a heterosexual relationship Just, just throwing that out there. <laughs> but I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Well, and what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, are you sure about that? <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm open. I'm open. Yeah. Look, anything could happen. Sure. I, can, I guess I should. I can rephrase it, Aaron. Aggressively heterosexual yes. is what I'll say. So, okay, and perfect. To to there buttress your point. Um, <laughs> this dude was like oh I can see why so many women are only friends with guys and I was like oh, who do you know sir? <laughs> most okay I'm, anyway I'm very curious about the demographic data of this Facebook yeah group. well um, I can look I can send you an invite it's there and no, I'm like I don't know I don't want to <laughs> I'm already on Reddit. I've already yeah, given that's enough how to I show. I cannot. I cannot join another dirty, dirty group. <laughs> Fair. In 1996, we see Shauna giving birth, which really threw me for a loop. I was like, what day is it? <laughs> and she's giving birth assisted by Misty and Jackie. And I first noticed something's kind of off when I realized Jackie is fully in her yellow jackets uniform. Yes, they and, are. Yeah. No, Misty, I think, was in normal clothes or in scrubs. I can't remember which. But the the baby comes out and it's a crying rotisserie chicken. Yes. The the I'm assuming this is practical effects because it's so searing. Like I just don't think you get the same impact with CGI on this. Oh no. That's that's somebody put like robotic whatever things in a chicken and we're like this is ready to go somebody went like full mythbusters on this chicken 
I don't know if I should reveal this, but I'm going to. It's maybe too heterosexual for this podcast, but it's okay. <laughs> Look, listen, we um we are we're we're tolerant. I am just you know, food dreams really resonate with me because I'm I had a dream one time years and years ago when I was hooking up with some jerk and I dreamed I was sucking on a chicken tender dick. <gasps> Really, like, greasy. When you say jerk, do you mean, like, jerk just, chicken? No, no, just, like, a like a not uh, not a 100% respectful uh, a male adult mm. from my past. It was, it was, a, chicken it was a chicken tender. So I just, you know, I really resonate with <laughs> weird dreams. I love that this is a thing that exists. I don't want you to feel bad, Erin. Like, I'm bisexual. I, too, no, I... have gone down on a chicken tender. Okay, you know okay. saying it's not like... <laughs> Everyone loves chicken tenders. I know. I know. <laughs> chicken tenders are what unite the queers and the heteros. Ch- chicken tenders are the one true ally. Uh, is I mean, yeah. Dream symbol for, you know, maybe someone you shouldn't hook up with. Dream symbol for... A baby that belongs to your best friend's boyfriend. Like it's all the same. It's all this. It all tastes like chicken. Yeah, I mean, I will. I will say also in this case, they are literally starving. Yes. Um, (laughs) Like I don't. I gosh. I I really don't want to diminish your lived experience. No. Um, (laughs) Or your dreamt experience. It was dreamt. It was a dream. Okay. Okay. Um, and we 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 hear Jackie saying about this chicken. Oh, he's so beautiful, just like his father. <laughs> so it's like in this hellscape, Jackie knows and is fine with everything. But then we see Shauna wake up just panting, and I'm like, "Oof, that's rough, buddy. <laughs> Got nothing for you." Oh, here comes here comes Dom's favorite scene, no. and the reason that I tapped you for this episode. <laughs> Uh, Thaisa and Van, who we finally got confirmation of being in a loving homosexual relationship. That did happen. They are playing a game where they trace words on each other's <laughs> back. <laughs> and it's so adorable because Van wrote That's boobs. Perfect. I love it. <laughs> Van is a perfect person. Yeah. She's, she's just like, I write what I know. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Please come hang out with all of my <laughs> fucked up hilarious friends. <laughs> you know, she's like, oh, Thaisa, you always win. Anyway, Thaisa says, why do you think I like to play? And it's so cute. <laughs> but then Van notices that Thaisa's nails are super dirty. And Thaisa's like, I don't know how my nails got so dirty. And I'm like, well, you're in the woods. <laughs> Wait, sorry. I'm just going to pause you right there. Because Van doesn't just say like, oh, your nails are dirty. She says, treat me like a lady. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which I think is phenomenal. It is really phenomenal. <laughs> Boundaries, good for you, Van. Yeah, yeah. Look, hygiene. There, you know. Look, you can't. God, can you imagine having a yeast and/or bacterial and/or UTI <laughs> on this? I mean, they probably all already do. Like that's what we're not seeing. Yeah. Those are the deleted right. scenes where just everybody's <laughs> everybody's pelvic region is on fire. <laughs> they uh wind up getting in a tickle fight which is so cute Mm. and they kind of you know they're making noise and taisa shushes her and then van yells oh what scared of what people think (laughs) (laughs) and taisa's like i just don't want to deal with the drama which like 
should be like closeted people's like trademark slogan. Uh, and Van is just like, okay, like they're gonna find out because we're never getting out of these. <laughs> but Tice is like, no, 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 no. They'll never find out because I'm gonna find help. <laughs> really, really committing to the bit, Taisa. She's so determined that nobody knows that they're gay that she is going to venture forth into the woods. (laughs) And Van's like, dude, you're gonna die. And Tice is like, look, I don't know, but I know what will happen if we stay. Real damned if you do, damned if you don't, I think is the the message. Taisa comes upstairs and Shauna's like, where were you? And she's like, oh, I had to pee. And I'm like, for how long? For like two hours? Yeah. Have you ever peed, Kelly? God. Uh, what? (laughs) Maybe my pelvic region needs some assistance. (laughs) Okay, wait, wait, wait. You're out here peeing for two hours? No, I was kidding. I'm sorry. I I was trying. I I was saying yes and. Oh, my God. Del Close is never going to listen to this podcast again. Oh, God damn it. I ruined it. <laughs> Typical. <sighs> so Sean was like, oh, I had a bad dream. This is apparently not the first time this has happened because Taisa, te- Taisa teases her about having a dream about a cheeseburger baby. Love that, Love that line. <laughs> um, which also sounds del- I'm really hungry now that now I'm all hungry. of this food is coming up. <laughs> Shauna does that thing you know when like when we were in high school there would always be these like weird urban legends oh yeah about weird <laughs> like sex adjacent things that people had done or mm-hmm. had happened to them so katie lindstrom performed a diy abortion with an underwire from her bra Ugh. and tice is like don't fucking do that you will die and shauna's like well the only other option is delivering a baby where the OBGYN on call is misty fucking quigley <gasps> yes Hit me with that no dumb. I just love that she's been calling her Misty fucking quickly for 25 fucking years. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like the consistency is fucking beautiful. The commitment. Huge you know? Shauna yes. fan. <laughs> Jeff is still hawking futons and Shauna is still saying Misty, Misty fucking quickly. <laughs> yeah. Misty it's called quickly. having character <laughs> and integrity. I don't know why I suddenly turned into like a grizzled diner waitress. <laughs> That's what I always turn into. So you're in good, in good hands. Cool. Company. Great. Fantastic. Oh, I thought I was the only one. Ah. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of us out there. Uh, I'll just get a waffle, please. <laughs> Join us, honey. <laughs> Don't know if I can. Oh, you just did. Great job. This is where Shauna lets it slip that the baby is Jeff's. Mm. It's Jeff's baby. And Thaisa is like, uh, look, don't worry about it. I got this covered. I'm going to go south and find help. <laughs> <sighs> it's so stressful. It's just so stressful when they get their little ideas. <laughs> I'm <Yes>. just like... <laughs> you know, because Thaisa and Shauna are my favorite pairing. Not that I... I don't ship them, but I love their friendship. And I love getting to see moments like this where Thais is like, you know what? I'm not even going to like, like, you seem like you're already torn up about the fact that it's Jeff's baby. I don't give a shit. Here's the solution. Like, I'm not saying it's like a judgment-free space that she's creating, but she and Shauna do have this like shorthand of like, I'm going to skip the part where, you know, maybe you think that people are going to tell you you're shitty 
And I love seeing that for both of them. They give each other that. Yeah. I love their friendship. Oh my God. They give each other so much grace and they're so supportive of each other. And um, so this is just like one of the, one of those moments for me where I'm just like, ugh fucking love them that is why i wanted to get thaisa on that buzzfeed quiz so i am just gonna keep taking it <laughs> until i do that'd be good do well it. i got misty fucking quigley and i'm just <laughs> pretty upset well, over that <laughs> at least we know who to call when we need a midwife am i right <laughs> at least we know who to call when we're like hey can we drive with all of this contraband in our <laughs> well opiates. how heavy are the opiates <laughs> is this a word problem <laughs> one thing i think that's kind of notable here is that tice is like hey promise me you won't do anything stupid and shauna just doesn't reply you know yeah. she's like mm, well if i tell you that i won't then i can't do something stupid <laughs> so we we cut to a birthday cake and a picture of jackie and Jackie's mom gives Shauna a gift. She's like, oh, it's not a real birthday without presents. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it is. Pretty sure. Mrs. fucking Taylor. That's that's the person who I put fucking in the middle of every fucking time. Mrs. fucking Taylor, <laughs> who, is, who is the origin story of Shauna's ceramic bunny collection. <sighs> Jackie just adored rabbits. <laughs> she then starts talking more, uh, which is bad. She says that Jackie would be so happy for Jeff and Shauna. She was generous that way. And apparently she was always worried that Shauna would never find someone. Uh, I wrote, I mean, I wrote no. fuck Jackie's mom like three times. Yeah. Oh, me long. too. Look at that. I just I, agree. I hate this woman with all of my heart. Yes. Also, the only reason that Jackie was afraid that Shauna wouldn't end up with anybody is because Jackie wanted to end up with Shauna. So like... Let's calm it down, Mrs. fucking Taylor. Let's say more about that, Dom. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like in the pilot before Shauna hooks up with Jeff, there there is an insinuation that there's like some romantic feelings floating around there. And at first I did think that it was like romantic feelings of of Shauna towards Jackie. And maybe that is the case. But I think in rewatching the show, um, I see more of Jackie being into Shauna than the other way around. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think Shauna is genuinely into Jeff and I think Jackie is trying to be into Jeff as an example. Yeah, he's really not um, making it easy for her. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's again, uh, doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, Cheesesteak knows what they're doing, but Jeff, questionable. Um, and, but, it, you know, that line that I think a lot of us have kind of like held on to from the pilot of just like, wear the boob dress that I gave you. People, I think, have parsed it, you know, like, taken it apart as, like, yeah, here's how, like, there's bullying in female friendships and, like, controlling in female friendships. And I was like, also, I think she just got a dress that she was like, my friend would look hot in this dress and I like looking at boobs. So, Shauna, wear the boob dress that I gave you. And so my my hot take is that Jackie was into Shauna. Like, maybe, yeah. So maybe she was worried that Shauna would end up with someone and wouldn't be, like, available (gasps) for Jackie to, you know, play with. Oh my gosh. Wow. 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 (laughs) I'm going to like, I'm in the middle of rewatching every episode. So now I'm really going to look out for these, these clues. Again, like that's the beauty of this show is like, you can watch it and have like six different interpretations of every episode. (laughs) It's so wonderful because I have a lot of time on my hands. (laughs) The next thing that Mrs. Fucking Taylor has to say (laughs) 
is that basically, you know, it's it's nonsense, all this talk about having it all. The fact is, you just can't be remarkable and raise a family. <sighs> Speak for yourself, Mrs. fucking Taylor. Now, God. Um, I think what she's really referring to is the <laughs> complete lack of socioeconomic support for mothers <laughs> in a capitalistic <laughs> framework. She just forgot to yes, say, yes, she yes. just forgot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but what she's really saying is that Shauna is unremarkable. And then they they go on to say that Callie is a special child. And I'm like, in what sense? Like, is she... <laughs> did she hatch? Like, what... <laughs> what happened that you think she's special? Because she seems very run-of-the-mill to me. <laughs> Shauna, and this is maybe my favorite couple of minutes of tape. Yes. Of Melanie Lindsay yes. in the whole series. Because she's like, I don't even like my daughter. <laughs> and, and she's kidding. Just like, no, she's no, kidding. no, no. We love her. And Melanie Linsky doesn't actually have dialogue after that. She just keeps not, like shaking her head no, like, no, no I, really I hate her. her. <laughs> That's true. I fucking hate her. She sucks. <laughs> and just like, ha, ha, ha. She's 16 going on 30, which is something that you say about a child who is an absolute cunt. Um, <laughs> You're like, oh, she's basically divorced and holding a martini. <laughs> the Taylors then offer to help with Callie's college financially. And Shauna doesn't miss a beat. She's like, nope, nope, <laughs> not doing that. No, thank you. And Jeff's face is like, what are you saying? <laughs> but the inventory database. <laughs> the futons. <laughs> I'm hawking them as fast as I can, but it's not fast enough. We've only got twelve thousand dollars in Callie's college fund, and you know we're going to spend that on our divorce. <laughs> cheaper to keep her. It's cheaper to keep her. <laughs> it's so amazing having this detail about Bart Nickerson's like crew of Jersey Bros <laughs> because I'm like, oh. Randy is a real fucking person. Okay, I have to say this too. <laughs> I think in the beginning when they were writing this, the you know, you, you referred to them in episode one of your podcast as like Marilyn Manson boy and Chubby boy. Mm -hmm. The Marilyn Manson boy, well, they wrote, I'm pretty sure they wrote down Kevin and Rich as these guys' names. And Kevin, my fiance, is spelled K-E-V-Y-N. And Kevin oh, in the show is K-E-V-Y-N. So it's like... I did notice that it was Y-N. I was wondering about that. Um, that's that's, so that's cool. Kevin. That's my that's guy's name. It's so fucking funny. And also, <laughs> in the first episode of your podcast, you say something about how those guys haven't found improv yet. And I don't know if this <laughs> is going to get me in trouble or not, but literally... Those five guys all met doing improv as as teenagers in New Jersey. So like, oh my god, that's just like a, a really cute best. little fact that I really hope is no one's is not going to make anybody angry. Oh, did my podcast that. just psychically roast some people? <laughs> I, you know what, Buzzfeed? I'm gonna take it. Uh, I'm gonna take it. I truly like love these guys so much. I really do. They're the best. Mm. They're, they're the they're the cutest. There's five of them. They've all basically all been in each other's weddings. It's like the cutest fucking thing. Mm. That's so nice. I deliberately avoid being close enough to people to be invited to their weddings. <laughs> um <laughs> This is probably something I should work on. Um, 
I'll say you're you're saving a lot of money. You're saving so much money. I am saving yes. a lot of money and a lot of really vicious live tweets of other people's weddings. Um, <laughs> the the less I say about that, the it's better. Probably for the uh, best. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. After this weird exchange about the college money, you know the Jackie's parents are like well the offer is still open i'm like i bet it fucking is you manipulative fucks yes shauna's like i'm gonna go to little girl's room which i think is such an excellent turn of phrase again (laughs) we've talked so many times on the podcast about this arrested development and it is uh it's just so the thing that you say to somebody's awkward mom like oh well we can all agree on saying the little girl's room (laughs) because we're all ignoring the realities of life congratulations In 1996, Shauna and Jackie are checking snares in the woods, possibly with super gay subtracts. (laughs) (laughs) Who could say? Is snares uh, slang for something in the lesbian community? (laughs) (laughs) No, not that I know of. Uh, uh Aha, sounds like a not yet to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, give it a minute. But also, when we cut back, they're talking... I just, I love this cutback because when we get back to them, it's Jackie being very, I think she said something like, I didn't realize that I would want to eat a rabbit. Like for all of her mom's shit about like, Jackie loves rabbits. She calls it um, a squirrel with floppy ears and a pom-pom on its ass. That is not somebody who loves rabbits. That You know what I mean? Like it's just... (laughs) Thank God we have Jackie to wax philosophical and ask me important questions what even while they are stranded rabbit? in the woods. I hate what I even? Jackie so much. And I didn't even, I didn't even realize it until like, I started saying it out loud. I would um, have less of a problem with this if she was doing anything to help Shauna, which she's <laughs> yeah, not no, doing No, she's not doing anything all. to help anybody. No. She is talking about how she misses <laughs> cheesesteaks more than she misses Jeff, which we already mentioned. Because like, cheesesteaks no, know what they're doing. No, I miss Jeff more. And I'm like, do you not remember how he fucking shredded your vulva? Like... <laughs> Ow! I should think you would be grateful for the opportunity to heal and embrace your sapphic leanings. (laughs) Also, we find out that Jeff does Ace Ventura impressions because, of course, he fucking does. Of course, he fucking does. I love how they don't even have to say much to just illustrate that he's this Jersey fucking meathead. Like, I love when he just I fucking love you, Jackie. Like, he just resonate so much as someone who grew up on the east coast with a bunch of meatheads Mm -hmm. like it's perfect i i think Mm. that you can apply that to the whole show i was thinking about this while i was in the little girls room earlier (laughs) and just this show is such lean precise writing yeah i honestly kind of can't get over it i think era it's part of what kind of made you overcome you're like i don't really like tv i don't really like horror <laughs> but this story is told it's so well done yeah and with just such economy mm-hmm. they tell you everything you need to know about these people yeah. except for the things that they're deliberately withholding uh <laughs> to give the show its narcotic edge right <laughs> and you know it's the opiates it's the, it's yeah, the, the opiates, opiates and, and medicines 
<laughs> so uh, Jackie then reveals to Shauna that he said he loved her the day before they left, which we saw. She did not say it back. And Shauna asks, and we know she has more reason to ask this than Jackie may be aware of. She's like, do you love Jeff? And Jackie doesn't say she loves Jeff, but she does say that she regrets making him wait to have sex. And then Shauna kind of like falls into a tree. Like it feels a little dramatic, but also they're starving. And again, I look these tiny, perfect girls who've never done anything wrong. I'm like, you know what, whatever you're doing, I'm cool with. Um, (laughs) Jackie gives her a last piece of something like, does does anybody have a read on what this is? Was it jerky? I automatically assumed it was a cliff bar. Just yeah, I don't even know if those were in existence in 1996, <laughs> yeah, but like it, what else do like teenage athletes have in their backpacks? It looked like she had it wrapped in like a Kleenex and it's like the size of a stick of gum, but I don't think it was gum. So, yeah, um, I just assumed it was leftovers from whatever the last deer they ate. Yeah, I don't know. Aaron, can you <laughs> real quick? Can you text? text? Yeah, text Ashley and Bart and be like, hey. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Please don't do that. Thank <laughs> <Hey>, God. <laughs> oh my God. I, I honestly, I frantically texted Ashley this morning and I was like, hi, okay, I love you. This is weird, but I'm about to go on this thing and I don't know what I should say. Can I say anything? Can I say nothing? Aww. And then she was like, whatever. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> Listen, um, I don't want to alarm you, but unless something goes really, really right for me, very few people will hear this. <laughs> We're just having a time. Hey, I would love to tell you that it's going to blow up and I can quit my day job and just be a tinfoil hat wearer for the rest of my life. But it ain't going to happen because not enough people watch media by and for women. Uh, they should they really should they should but they don't anyway uh ah yes being a woman what a delightful experience anyway i'm sorry i'm sorry (laughs) i'm also sorry everybody i'm really sorry but we have to keep going (laughs) i apologize that in the next scene um (laughs) nat and travis make out so she's like kind of like asking him to slow down a little bit and just things just aren't going quite right and this like this happens like sometimes Mm -hmm. things just don't quite you can't quite get in sync with somebody and then like it just continues to be awkward and then travis is just like oh i keep screwing things up so i should just head back and then she's like you're a really good kisser i don't want to go back yet and i'm like you are much nicer than me Um, (laughs) when they do finally head back they're holding hands and the rest of the team is teasing them and you get the usual stuff it's uh i think marty's like what are you even hunting out there flex and van goes i hear it's beaver season (laughs) oh my god van continues to be perfect no notes like i hate so much that van is fictional (laughs) (laughs) i feel that there are a lot of people in my life who like have elements of van but like there's no like one true van in my life <laughs> the one true van <laughs> the one true van yes uh, i will dedicate uh, my life to the search <laughs> you know what else struck me about this scene is that um the actress who plays um young natalie sophie thatcher um for as awkward as that whole plane scene was to watch 
um, that she, it felt like she was really matching Juliette Lewis's like mannerisms and shit. And it, it just like, I felt like it was very, very evident in that scene in a cool way, including when they got back and got roasted by Man, of course. So good. Yeah, she's so, so good. And I love when she, when they're roasting her and she like just puts up her middle finger and says, sit and spin. Yes. <laughs> uh, just now put that together. Thank you. <laughs> I'm giving every single episode. I learned something new. <laughs> so everybody else is having fun being teenagers. So of course Jackie has to come out and be like, "My vagina hurts." <laughs> How dare you hook up and not hunt? And you know, Natalie very reasonable is like, "I can't conjure a deer." <laughs> Jackie makes some allusion to like, we all know, you know, Nat never turns down a good time. Ugh. Nat steps to her and he, she's like, you're a jealous, uptight, prudish little bitch, which, like, where's the lie? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> again, go Natalie. Uh, yeah. So Thaisa breaks it up. Here she is once again, breaking up fights. And God, it just goes from bad to worse, though, because once it gets broken up, Misty is just suddenly there holding, like, a broom or something. <laughs> and she's just all, like, it's very, there's something very, like, uh, Peter Lorre about her in this shot. I don't know how else to describe it. She's like, I know how you feel, Matt. I have a secret <laughs> boyfriend, too. And it's just, it's so wrong on so many levels. Like, Travis isn't her secret boyfriend. He's very clearly her boyfriend. <laughs> Also, you're not friends. <laughs> poor Misty. You know, as much as she's... I, poor Misty. Yeah. I actually... I fielded a text last night from the guest on the first episode, Molly Sanchez, in a panic. Being like, am I a Misty? <laughs> I was like, sweetie, no. It's a very good show. And it's like specifically designed to make you feel that way and identify with her. <laughs> gonna be okay oh, molly if you're listening you're very lovely and not a misty at all yeah like amari at worst <laughs> also kelly i should confess that in the time that we've been doing this i did take said buzzfeed quiz and unfortunately i did get taisa oh! and I with you if you'd like i know that's the goal um if you want we can swap but... i don't know you know what i'm good i'm look once we confirmed the psychic roast, I'm chilling. <laughs> I'm okay. okay. You know what? I'm going to embrace my destiny just like Lottie. Okay. <laughs> Actually, speaking of Thaisa, in 2021, Thaisa's trying to steal $50,000 from her wife. Uh, she's on the phone with the bank. And again, Thaisa, for as good as she is at lying, I'm like, maybe don't have this conversation in the kitchen where right. your family always is. <laughs> Yeah, maybe don't Presumably have it while your you have a home office. Well, also, I mean, this is not the first time that she kind of does that. Like in the beginning episode, she's like, oh, Sammy, go watch TV. And then they're still in the kitchen talking about him. Like he's mm -hmm. right there. And when I was a little kid, I would listen to everything. It wasn't like, yeah, yes. anyway, I just had to throw that out there. Yeah, that's why Sammy is so haunted. He's full of your secrets. <laughs> he's such a creep. Oh. <sighs> And also, I don't know, it's interesting. We've had a lot of conversation about Misty not being able to read social cues. I feel like Thaisa has no sense of, like, spatial relationships. Yeah. 
She's just like, what? It's fine. Uh, and so uh she gets off the phone once again they send sammy out to play with biscuit and i'm like this kid he is not getting parented at all just every time they're in the same room sammy get out of here we have to have another (laughs) fight and taisa like apologizes for not dropping out of the race like she said she was going to and Simone is like, we are taking Sammy to see a psychologist at 3 p.m. You better be there. And then Thaisa tries to somehow spin it so her decision not to quit is like, I did it for you. Yeah, no. <laughs> and Simone, <laughs> Simone has had it. She is like, I have put up with your bullshit for a while, admittedly. Uh, <laughs> but this is this is the end. But it's like Taisa knows she doesn't have a leg to stand on. You can kind of hear her voice go up into this other register. Oh my god, she it's the first time that we hear her character whine. She mm. whines. It was I I remember seeing that and being like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> what just happened to Taisa? Somebody broke Taisa. <laughs> yeah, I mean she's she's not doing great. And I think I feel I don't feel bad for Tawny Cypress. Obviously, she's doing very well. But it's like she's in this foursome of people who have these reputations built during the time period that the earlier timeline is set in. And, like, they're bringing to the table this sort of, like, folklore of who they are in the popular imagination. Whereas I don't think Tawny has that behind her and she's also playing a character that has to be a lot more straight laced mm-hmm. um i just i love her performance so much she's got my favorite performance of the four and yeah. i just i'm like oh she's like crushing it so i like to point out when she's crushing it <laughs> yes good call back at the worst brunch of all time <laughs> oh god <laughs> shauna goes into jackie's room which is creepily unchanged from the day she left like the bed has been made but it's just it's all the same wicker white furniture and that bedroom is Mm. fucking perfect all the details are amazing great news nobody's living there (laughs) (laughs) yeah you just have to deal with mrs fucking taylor oof real real gift of the magi situation there Shauna checks her texts from adam he's doing that thing where he just keeps texting which is like bro Come on. That stressed me out so much, though, when the phone buzzed next to Jeff. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, what are you doing? I was worried that he was going to be obsessive and, like, start stalking and Mm -hmm. be violent. I didn't like it. I wasn't a fan. I'm like, dude, you get to send one text and, like, wait at least a couple hours. Like, please calm down. This is just basic having a phone etiquette. So Shauna picks up this diary and this diary has been this huge point of contention because there's a bunch of entries in it that reference pop culture things that happen after they get Uh back out of the woods. Oh, yeah. I heard about this. I heard that there was. Yeah. And so everybody's like, is Jackie a time traveler? (laughs) (laughs) when i when i figured out i was like oh these are anachronistic i was like oh maybe actually shauna writes something in this every year she's the only character that we've seen journaling Mm -hmm. so maybe that's what's going on it hasn't the the reasoning behind it hasn't been revealed apart from like yeah it was just meant to be kind of like a character detail not a plot Mm -hmm. detail so i don't know if it was just like them not paying attention but it sounds like it was intentional like the attention to detail on this show is usually pretty precise yeah. So there's a there's a picture of Jackie and Jeff in there and Shauna flashes back to her and Jackie, presumably freshman year, mm-hmm. figuring out how to tell 
Jeff that Jackie's interested in him. Once again, Randy Walsh is involved. He is <laughs> everywhere. Wow. <laughs> and it's just, it's very cute. They're both acting so much younger. And I'm like, oh, look at the babies. Uh, yeah, I love that scene. That's another one that gets me emotional. Like, just the relationships between, I don't know, women. I don't know. You get it, you know? It's, it gets you. Yeah, we're it gets women. <laughs> we totally understand girl power. Yeah. <laughs> uh to harken back to an anachronistic reference in jackie's diary the spice girls sean <laughs> is so sad watching like she's happy to be thinking of that time but also she's clearly also haunted maybe not as haunted as sammy but like sammy sammy she's getting yeah it's the first time we see her smile i think <gasps> no yeah no yes or like i'm pretty sure oh that makes me so sad oh shauna fake it till you make it (laughs) like she'll she'll smirk a little but like in terms Mm -hmm. of like a genuine smile yeah jackie then appears again in that same outfit um but she seems more knowing more like the jackie that we've met in the past and she is talking to shauna and being like, it's not your fault what happened. And Shauna's like, I know. And Jackie's like, you don't know, actually. <clears throat> we hear Shauna ask her, why are you here? And Jackie's like, why are you here? Which is actually an echo of the scene with Adam and Shauna at the hotel bar where they ask each other why they're oh, yeah. there, which I thought was interesting. Nice. Shauna always want to know why people are here when really she's the interloper. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> how dare shauna's like this is my i'm sorry jackie's like this is my room get out of my room shauna oh you're gonna steal my room like you stole my boyfriend (laughs) jeff comes to the door he's like hey you left me all alone down there look if my spouse left me alone at that fucking brunch we would be getting divorced you know we'd be having at least a little divorce i don't care if it's cheaper to keep her i'd be like guess what Uh uh-uh we're not doing this so she hands him the photo of him and Jackie and she's like, oh, do you ever wish? And then she just kind of trails off. He's like, oh, we could leave if you want to leave. And she's like, we just have to make it through dessert. And I'm like, every moment with these people oh is like walking on hot knives. Okay. <laughs> this is just torturing yourself. For n- At this point, we don't even know what happened. We don't even know what it is specifically that Shauna blames herself for. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, (laughs) it's not worth it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care if she personally ate Jackie herself. (laughs) I don't care if they had a full ass deer. And she was like, you know what? I'm really in the mood for Jackie. (laughs) I don't care. No mm. need to be at this brunch. And then Jackie would be like, I was down for you to eat me, but not like this. And then it would be uh, fine. You know why? Because <laughs> it's beaver season. <laughs> <laughs> Good talk. So they they get back down there and Mrs. Taylor makes a truly maudlin toast about how Jackie's light shone too bright to ever be forgotten. And then does what every white woman of a certain age must and talks about Elena Ferrante. And um, how exhausting Shauna must have found it to compare herself to Jackie all the time. And suddenly Jeff reveals hidden inner wife guy deaths. (laughs) 
that we didn't know about. He's <sighs> like, hey, uh, Sean is the smartest person that I've ever met. She got into Brown. She might be a genius. Also, we were fucking <laughs> while I was dating your daughter. <laughs> the first time I like Jeff. <laughs> yes. We're like, wait a minute. Jeff yeah. was a good husband in this scene. Oh, is is inventory database code for I love my curvy wife? <laughs> <laughs> Starting to feel like it for sure. <laughs> and one one question that I have is like, so they've been doing this every year and it's like what was it about this year like why was this year the straw that broke the camel's back again a thing i am often (laughs) well is this because this is the 25th anniversary of all this stuff potentially maybe or i don't think that there is any one answer i just it's something that i think about in narratives where it's like well you know in fiction you have a choice it's like everything is happening in this moment for a reason and is it you know that he feels like he's become distant from shauna Mm -hmm. or you know because she's rejected the gift for callie that he's like well i guess i could finally let loose since i was only coming here (laughs) but thought maybe they would give us some money (laughs) jeff then makes the brunch scene even more unhinged which i didn't think was possible (laughs) he compliments the tuna quiche oh (gasps) yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah Fuck Mrs. Taylor. (laughs) What kind of like hardly strictly homemade food network nightmare is this from? Oh my God. What in the actual boomer fuck is a tuna I don't know. And was it Jackie's favorite dish? Because why would they make it on her memorial birthday brunch? Listen, listen. Mrs. Taylor doesn't, Mrs. fucking Taylor doesn't know Jackie's favorite anything. Anything. Oof. Well, I mean, oh, Jackie loved rabbits. Meanwhile, Jackie, what the fuck even is a rabbit? Like, <laughs> well, you know what? With the two in a key, she's like, hmm, my child is sublimating her same sex urges <laughs> <laughs> into this delicious fish casserole. <laughs> With the child psychologist, uh, clearly an expensive one because they're watching him through two way glass. <laughs> I'm like, wow, is this also a focus group? <laughs> um, uh, the psychologist is like, I don't know. He might have a psychogenic fugue. He might have a dissociative amnesia. We're going to have to have more sessions. Kerching, kerching. <laughs> Thais's phone buzzes because, as we all know, you can't be remarkable and raise a family. <laughs> Like so, then they leave and they're in the car. Sammy's in headphones. I can just we they just couldn't fit in the part where like Sammy put on your headphones so we can fight. (laughs) (laughs) Tice is very dismissive of therapy, which I thought was a fascinating character detail. She's like they just oh my god, you know they don't actually help you get to solutions. She's this very solutions oriented person. Uh, Apparently, Sammy doesn't remember anything that he is accused of doing, and I don't know how much experience either of you have with young children. They are only slightly better liars than Shauna. (laughs) (laughs) They just, you know, kids, generally speaking, if they're lying, it just falls apart. So that's why, you know, they're they've kind of gone to DEFCON 1 where they're like, oh, my God, his whole brain is made of tapioca. (laughs) (laughs) And during this fight, Thaisa, famously bad at spatial relationships, almost hits a cyclist in her Range Rover. (laughs) Yes, you know why? Because she didn't have a young Lottie in the car yes. with her. She only had Sammy. Oh, 
<laughs> I just put this image together. Oh my god! And they were suppressing Sammy's hauntedness. Yes. With the headphones, he could have worn them. Well, okay. So mm, it's uh, sorry. <laughs> Are you okay? Can we help? <laughs> I just I feel like we learned that it's not Sammy's hauntedness. It's true. You know everything that Simone is yelling at Taisa. She's like, he doesn't remember. It's because of stress. Da, 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 da. Like it's all Taisa's symptoms. She doesn't remember. She's super fucking stressed. She's the one eating dirt outside of her son's yeah. window. And you know, like obviously, we learn things in the finale that like really I think absolve Sammy <laughs> and clarify that there isn't anything particularly supernatural. He's just a kid with big eyes, and usually that's the hallmark of a creepy kid on television. <laughs> and <laughs> look, after the finale, I'm Team Sammy. I'm like, I don't want to see you or Simone in the next season. <laughs> You need to go. You need to move out of state. I'm not sure yes. how far away is far enough. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I also love your comment about like Taisa being so dismissive of psychologists because I bet like they made them go to counseling or some shit when they got back. A hundred percent. Yeah. When she and Shauna have that moment in I think the next episode where she's going through like what I would have done if we had never crashed and it's and she did all the things that she would have done, you know, like she's yeah. been very good at telling herself that she's well adjusted. Yeah. Um for she's very fine. Long they're time. all fine. Dom. They're <laughs> fine. completely fine. You know that, right? Yeah. So I mean it doesn't surprise me that she's dismissive of it. And it's also the the part that does surprise me is that she doesn't think of the possibility that she could be doing these things until the end of the episode. I'm curious from both of you, when did it occur to you that Taisa might be the lady in the tree? Uh, not until we literally see her in the tree in this episode as a young mm. uh, person. That that scene made me scream out loud. Mm, it's so scary. It's, yeah. it's so scary. I mean, we're not there yet, but I can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> uh, Dom, how about you? Um, I, I also didn't realize it until they showed it to us. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, there's terrible things happening. And then, yeah, <laughs> it just turned into like being horrified for Thaisa and then being like so sympathetic towards Sammy and also being grateful that Sammy somehow makes the distinction that whatever is happening outside isn't like really my mom. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm actually, for whatever reason, he doesn't make the connection. I'm very grateful for that, for that, for him, his mom and whomever this evil lady is are two separate people. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Have you ever read a book about having narcissistic parents? Because this is like a classic, like he's like, he's, he's dissociating from the reality of this living in Tom. <laughs> I'll pick one up. Thank you. He, he does have a dissociative disorder. It's just that he's like, Oh, that's not my mom. <laughs> Yeah, it's a different person. They just smell the same and look the same. Else. <laughs> My mom would never do that. Everything's great. Um, back in 1996, Travis comes back to the cabin to restock his ammo. Uh, very heterosexual image. The coach wants to talk to him and commences to give one of the most awkward sex talks of all time. <laughs> He's like, and you can tell this is totally a dude who's like the health teacher yes. as well at school because he's like, listen, the pullout method only works 70% of the time. <laughs> Look, you're playing a game. You want 70% of players, yeah. like only 70% of your players to be able to play. And Travis, who I don't think is an athlete, is like, okay. <laughs> and then he gives Travis a fistful of condoms. Oh I had suspected that he was gay from the first scrimmage where we saw him. I'm like, he looks pretty gay. He looks. It's the shorts. It's, it's the shorts and it's also like the like the quasi mullet haircut. 
I'm like, you're you're stuck in the 80s, but you're also very hot and wearing shorts. <laughs> Travis is like, why do you have so many condoms? Were we only going to be in Seattle for like a week? And that, like, this is the confirmation where, because I'm like, oh, a heterosexual guy would have bought them there, if at all. Right. Um, yes. And I was like, oh my God, he's so gay. He was going to go to like a bathhouse. He was going to have oh a God. great time. He was like, I was going to go to Seattle. Seattle and get fucking railed. And then we oh my God, I was going to get spit roasted. I was going to do a circle jerk. It was going to be lit. Coach is like, uh, it's not really any of your business. And Travis is like, well, I think you just made it my business. So, um, sorry, Dom, are you correcting typos in my notes? No. <laughs> I just okay. got that too. <laughs> Um, I, you really don't have to do okay, it. I'm so sorry. It it's really okay. Rolling idly, and then I was like, "Oh, there's a squiggle." <laughs> oh Lord! Ignore me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it was adorable. Thank you. Back in 2021, Natalie cleans all the typos out of her rifle. <laughs> Aisa calls and says she couldn't get the money. Look, Natalie's the only one living an authentic life in the present. Because she's like, you're supposed to be the rich one. She's like, I'm playing by the rules here and doing the being a weird, crazy person. You're the rich one. Natalie's like, fine. I love that line de- delivery. It's just, fine, I'll get it. It was just so, <laughs> fine, I'll get it. I hate it when I have to sell my Porsche when I'm being blackmailed. <laughs> I feel like it's not the first time. Um, Thaisa, she's like, be ready for the next blackmail text. Uh, Natalie goes outside in, I think, the most fucked up outfit she wears in this whole series. It's like shorts and a shirt and a jacket. And then also those fishnets she's always wearing are pulled up over her shirt, like beyond the waistband. I'm like, babe, do you need to take a class at the learning annex? Well, it makes sense because when you see her in most scenes, she's not wearing pants. So for her, for her bottom half to be, you know, sort of disheveled, mismatched, it makes sense. She barely wears pants. Okay. So Misty can't read social cues shauna can't lie <laughs> Taisa can't handle spatial relationships and natalie is allergic to pants yes, yes. um wouldn't say she does bottoms very well yeah mm. which is funny because she's obviously a bottom um <laughs> high five uh as she gets to her porsche wow just another day at the office for natalie with randos showing up uh when she's about to go do something kevin so named perhaps for aaron's fiance uh he swings by with some food like a normal person does in 2021 you know i was gonna say i know that it's pitched and written as something very sweet but i would feel so confused and maybe a little freaked out if uh, i have as a person in recovery from an eating disorder, I have real problems with unexpected gifts of food. Ah, yeah. I'm like, you don't know my life. <laughs> you don't know how hard it is for me to eat in front also, of people I'm attracted Natalie to. Natalie doesn't eat. Mm. She smokes and drinks. Have we seen her eat anything in 2021? She eats snacks. Only snacks. Okay. Right. We see her take a fire hydrant to a snack machine for Oh, that's M&Ms. right. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. For one right. bag of peanut <laughs> Right. Brilliant. To do that and not take at least two. <laughs> Jesus. God. What's her approach? What's her approach to pants shopping? I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> One leg at a time. <laughs> Ooh, if that. 
<laughs> maybe that's why she's always like kind of like contorting her body around. She's like, oh, this just feels wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and also, yeah, Kevin the goth kid, I like so much more than Kevin the cop, honestly. And why did why did he grow up to be a cop? I don't know. There's something we don't know, maybe. I, I do want to point out Kevin the goth is not the same as Marilyn Manson kid. I thought it was. No, what? there's two. There's two different goths there's Marilyn oh. Manson kid and then Kevin comes in in the second episode is a totally different goth kid what? oh I thought Kevin was the guy I thought so too because was... in the pilot his right. name's there is yeah it? that's the first so. time we saw we... it and I screamed oh so did they recast goth Kevin I don't know I I don't know oh because I really thought that those two were gay um <laughs> okay sorry I'm just really projecting <laughs> Right? I'm just, I'm going full on Oprah. I'm like, you're a gay, you're a gay, you're a gay. Um, okay. So I'm going to look into that. I'm distressed. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so you, sorry. This is the Yellow Jackets twist I truly did not see coming. <laughs> because they introduced him in the second episode, like, oh, my best friend, Kevin. And I'm like, it's cool that we just now are meeting him. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I think, I, I know what you're talking about. And I think the Kevin that got recast was a younger version of them because in that flashback natalie's hair is she's a brunette right but i feel like you don't change in your face that much (laughs) and look okay look things happen tv shows are made uh sometimes people aren't available i'm gonna look into this this. (laughs) come back for episode seven when i will reveal what i have discovered the truth about kevin (laughs) bonus episode Uh, i never Uh get tired of making this joke we need to talk about kevin (laughs) 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 he follows her to this car dealership where she sells her porsche he's like oh why did you sell your porsche and she's like i was a different person when i bought it she does not mention the blackmail which is smart because he's a fucking cop uh kevin's like oh so my ex called i gotta do something if you want to like return the favor and hang out with me and i'm like i hate like this has turned into me going with a cop to a second location I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah, I barely like second locations with my friends. Definitely mm-hmm. not. Do that oh, absolutely camp. not. No, I got one in me and that's it. And that was pre-pandemic. Now it's like a half of one. <laughs> Ironically, it's like we can meet in a parking lot and park our cars like cops. <laughs> I'm like, that's enough. I got to go. Okay. Ooh, oh, God. Okay. I got oh. scared just seeing this bullet point in the notes. Yeah, no, this, this terrified me. The music is terrifying. I will do an impression of it. Wait. Do you want to do the music and then I'll I'll say what happens? Wait, I'm sorry. Can we pause really quick before we get to? No. I just I want to mention the soccer game briefly. We're not there yet. Oh, oh fuck! If you weren't so busy correcting the typos <laughs> in the notes, you would notice. I am following in the notes. I'm there's sorry. a there, there is a, look. Yeah, there's yeah. several typos for you down the page. <laughs> fucking court stenographer over here yeah we're at 1996 nine time in the cabin (laughs) i apologize okay sorry i thought that you just omitted the soccer game from this uh part and my apologies (laughs) this is real fun um awesome okay oh my god people okay this is not a drill lottie my buzzfeed soul sister she wakes up and gets out of bed like i often do goes outside and then the music's all like "Ah." 
Yes. Which is also the music they play over the credits of this episode and like you try going to sleep. Yeah. Can we please give Aaron a Grammy right now? That was amazing. Ooh, Aaron. It's beautiful. You trying to EGOT, baby? (laughs) If you can't EGOT, why not? I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Why not EGOT? Okay. What is what is the, the music building up to? But Thaisa crouched on the ground with a deranged and vacant look in her eyes. I screamed. I screamed. I also out screamed. Loud. I fucking hate scary shit. Oh, this was terrible. Shoveling dirt into her mouth and eating oh. it with her tongue and her teeth. The angles, the shadows, her face, the, everything about oh it God. was horrifying. It is so scary. And Lottie is like, Thaisa, no response. I'm like, I'm out. You know what? You know who's you know who's going south right now? Me. Lottie, I'm out of here. I need my medication. I need to not be around whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> oh, so scary. It was so bad. And and again, similar to Sophie Thatcher and Juliette Lewis teaming up, I just love that Jasmine Savoy Brown and Tawny Cypress clearly like just like worked together on what this was gonna fucking look yeah. like. Because when they do it, it looks <laughs> so scary. Yeah, I'm gonna, gonna like I've watched it so many times and every time when I have to get up to pee, I'm like, is Thais? It's it's my new <laughs> Tony Collette like sawing her own head off in hereditary. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I see it in my mind's eye anytime it's dark. Um, And I love horror. Horror is a thing that I enjoy. And like due to like, you know, kill time. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I'm feeling a little tense. I'm just going to put on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. (laughs) My partner does that as well. And I will never understand it. But good for you guys. um, (laughs) It's it's a landmark of 1970s auteur cinema. I don't know what to tell you. Um, (laughs) I think there's also, it's not a Thaisa detail, but a Lottie detail right before she goes outside, the way they frame that shot. Um, do you remember this? Yes, I do. It was so big on the internet the day after. It was so big. Uh, yeah, because people were like, oh my God, Lottie's the antler mm, queen. Right, 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 right. Um, and the way they framed it was wonderful. Because she had antlers framing behind her head. It looked really good. Yeah. She also um, saw a, a thing with antlers at the beginning. Yeah, yes. But I guess to have like such, it felt like, it felt like they were telling us, yes, you're right. It's Lottie. Uh, you know what I mean? As opposed to like, it could be. Mm-hmm. For me, that felt like confirmation. It still felt like there was plausible deniability to me. Mm. So at this point, I was like, they're going to keep a lot of stuff plausibly deniable. Yeah. That's a hard thing to say. <laughs> Back in Jeff and Shauna's car, they finally escaped from the tuna quiche. <laughs> and I'm going to make you both tuna quiche for like Christmas. Or you know what? I'll do it for Christmas in July. Just to make it even more unhinged. I make it send it to both of you. I hate wasting food, but I will throw that straight away. <laughs> I'm not I'm gonna throw away the thing that it comes in. <laughs> You're not getting that Tupperware back, Dom. <laughs> Jeff tells Shauna he doesn't wish he'd married Jackie and he doesn't wish things were different. They have made a life together that's not perfect or what they thought it would be, but he has no regrets. Mm. Jackie was going to break up with him anyway. He was the high school boyfriend. And I love the implication to me here is like, even if Shauna had gone along with Jackie, gone to Rutgers, shared her heinous yellow and green Lily Pulitzer inspired room. (laughs) Pink and green, Palm Springs. What did I say? You said yellow. Jesus Christ. 
I'm a mess. Yeah. Yeah, we're not the Green Bay Packers here. They're in Jersey. Oh my God. Oh, it's so confusing. I don't understand things east of the Rockies. I've been in California too long. You know, Jackie wasn't going to continue to be friends with Shauna either, in my opinion. I think that. At some point, either Shauna was going to stop giving Jackie the validation she needed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or she was going to be like, oh, actually, like, I'm a whole fucking person. Yeah. I don't need to be with you all hours of the day because mm-hmm. it's like I still don't understand. I'm like, I, you know, there are certain things that Shauna got access to, you know, in their normal high school lives. But it's just like Jackie's awful to you. So it's like, mm-hmm. why are you in this abusive friendship where she never says a single nice thing to you? <laughs> Even when you ask her directly, mm-hmm. like in the pilot. Yeah. And I don't believe that Jackie doesn't like Liz Fair. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't believe it. I think that no, she's making it up. No, I do. Because I think Jackie sucks. And she wouldn't like that. <laughs> she would want to put on the fucking pop station, I think. <laughs> Which I think is really interesting. Because if you look at the list that we see earlier in that episode of like her top 10 songs or whatever, um, it's a pretty eclectic list. It's not the list of someone who's going to... Um, scoff at Liz Fair. Mm. So I think that goes back to your theory, Kelly, of like, maybe Shauna was the one who wrote that. Look, we also know that Shauna is straight up crazy. So <laughs> they, I mean, yeah, they all are. But yeah, they're all, they're not doing well. No. Even Callie can see it and time. she fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Jeff loves Shauna. We already talked about Jeff, but I do just want to sing, let's talk about Jeff, baby. Let's talk about you and me. I, like, this just, Jeff did a 180 for me in this episode. Like, he's still up to some kind of shady shit. He squanders a bit of the goodwill that he built up for me in this episode at the end when he's like, inventory database. Oh, shucks. I'm like, sir, you are lying. Yeah. Right, and you're bad at it. You're not as bad as Shauna, though. That's She's got, like, lie blindness. She's just like, I can't tell the difference. <laughs> you know yeah. it's just words oh and she was gonna be a writer you know it's like oh were you <laughs> <laughs> a writer not an actor Kelly. <laughs> i save my lies for the page did you see <laughs> jackie's diary <laughs> okay now dom are you ready <laughs> kevin's thing he had to do uh, is his son Mace's soccer game. He brings Natalie. Mace kind of runs over during a timeout. I don't know how soccer works. I'm like, don't you need to like be getting yelled at by your coach or something? <laughs> can't wait. I, I can't wait until somebody who knows about soccer comes on this podcast. It's going to be insane. Like just we're going to learn so much. Um, and he's like, oh, hey, here's my friend Natalie. And I'm like, I don't know if you want to call attention to that in front of your child, but uh, but he's like, oh, mm-hmm. she was really good at soccer and she won states. And Mace is like, oh, you went to nationals? And that's just like, no, we never made it to nationals. <laughs> <laughs> she gives him a recommendation. She's like, oh, you know what? Um, the other team's sweeper is weak. Sure, I believe you. That's a thing. Uh, <laughs> you might as well be talking about Quidditch, babe. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. I know the rules about Quidditch, which is so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> and watching the normal children 
play their normal game of soccer and not be stranded in the woods. Uh, Nat becomes overwhelmed and has to step away. I think I would too in her situation. Or she was just like, oh my god, I pulled the fishnets over my shirt again. I did it again. Oh, this is a trauma response, surely. Oh, man. This scene made me so happy and so sad at the same time. Because this is another one where, like, okay, I think this is the first time we've seen Natalie happy. Like, when he scores. Mm -hmm. You know, she, like, genuinely, like, it's just, like, a a very knee-jerk, here's a genuine emotion. It's not filtered out through snark or, you know, trying to hide a vulnerability or anything. I'm just genuinely happy that I gave a tip to a kid and he scored a goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think what made it really sad, it's like, oh, yeah, there is a version where, like, this could have been Natalie's life. And instead, she's, like, selling her Porsche to not be bribed by some guy who thinks that she ate people in the woods because she probably did. Um, I feel, are we all, are we all team? They definitely ate a person. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Because that same interview I referenced earlier, Bart was, like, playing very coy. He's like, if we go that route, I'm like, don't, sir, don't toy with me. (laughs) Like... Don't you dare allude to so cannibalism. Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, I don't... Why wouldn't they not eat somebody? It's what it seems I would, like. Yeah. I, I would have done ate somebody by now, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Did that, did that come up for you guys when you were watching the scene? I never thought they weren't not eating someone in the pilot. Oh, sorry. I meant the... the- <laughs> The Natalie, the Natalie scene of like her feeling. Oh, just her being happy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. Oh, I was like, no, Dom. I wasn't thinking about cannibalism <laughs> specifically. Yeah. This this made me like remember that they loved soccer. You know, because like you don't. Mm-hmm. All the girls are like, you're a burnout. You're a slut. But like, she loved soccer. She was good at it. She was so good at soccer. Yeah. She was so good at soccer. She could go to nationals when she had a drinking problem. Yeah, she could do acid the night before the olympics <laughs> and then, like you know she was still gonna kill it <laughs> literally never been that good at anything yeah okay so yeah wow. it made me sad it made me sad to see her you know like have that glimpse oh mm-hmm. yeah Mm. of like what she used to be good at and again that's the thing is like you're like ha 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 cannibalism this show sammy's haunted blah 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 and then occasionally you'll just be like oh they just kicked me right oh the trauma center. yeah we're about to get there we're about to get we there sure are. oh god ow my entire body just <laughs> receded back in 1996 thais is getting dressed and spots a bra on the floor missing an underwire which i would not probably have been perceptive enough to see but She's very detail oriented. <laughs> she rushes out and asks Lottie if she's seen Shauna. Lottie's like, she's over there. Hey, um, real quick, were you outside eating dirt last night? <laughs> I feel so bad for Lottie because her response is literally, can't do crazy right now, Lot. But I'm like, ooh, she really needs to know. <laughs> Her grasp on reality isn't strong. <laughs> uh, Laura Lee is sweeping the cabin and is startled when Lottie comes in and says, cheese and rice. I <laughs> love that line. It's so adorable <laughs> because when you are a super religious kid, you have yes. to make up G-rated swears for yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> Lest you be smoten by the Lord. <laughs> but you know what the Lord loves? Cheese and rice. Mm, that's just delicious. <laughs> Lottie asks Laura Lee about people in the Bible having visions. And Laura Lee is like, well, I was taught that visions are God's way of communicating. And Lottie just looks so miserable here that I just want to hug her. This BuzzFeed quiz just keeps getting more and more accurate. (laughs) 
the more I go through this episode. <laughs> and Laura Lee says that the people in the Bible knew they weren't crazy because faith sustained them. And she describes faith as the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things unseen, mm. which is so beautiful. Really is. I don't completely buy Laura Lee going from the power of Christ compels you and throwing a Bible at possessed Lottie to being like, you're definitely not possessed by Satan (laughs) just because I grew up with evangelicals and they don't play like that. Um, But again, narrative economy, these wonderful cannibals have never done anything wrong. (laughs) She then gives Lottie the hard sell on accepting Jesus into her heart. And Lottie's like, okay, well, how do you do that? And like, well, you clearly never went to quote unquote, non-denominational Bible camp. like I did. Um, I know more about that than I would care to as a Catholic. <laughs> uh, they meant every denomination except Catholic, by the way. They usually do. Oh, my God. And at the age of 10, you have, like, adults being like, so do you, like, worship Mary? And I'm like, I don't know. Can I do archery, please? <laughs> I thought we were making bracelets. God. And then they'd be like, don't take the Lord's name in vain. Wow. <laughs> Thais says running through the woods looking for Shauna. Shauna's laying out her supplies for a DIY abortion, including Jackie Seabreeze astringent, which continues to be like this weird MacGuffin throughout all of their medical misadventures. <laughs> At the lake, Laura Lee has put Lottie into a long white nightdress, is leading her into the water. This is such an exciting day for Laura Lee, though. So creepy. She's so stoked. This is her whole job <laughs> is to get people to get baptized. She gets to put another notch on her punch card. <laughs> She'll get a toaster soon. Yeah, and the toaster makes Jesus' face appear when you get finished. (laughs) Great toaster, great toaster. Uh, Cuisine art. Ty finds Shauna just as she's about to get started on her little procedure. And uh, she's like, I'm not going to let you do this alone. And again, Dom, you made such a great point about them not going through like the negotiation of trying to stop each other from doing really dumb shit they're just like nope okay you know what you're gonna do this i believe in you yeah you're gonna do it yeah you're doing it anyway i'm gonna help because they're the best of friends having woods abortions together (laughs) (laughs) the fear the fear in shauna's eyes she's already crying in this scene is like incredible like she's incredible in this entire scene but when you just see her laying back, you know, and they're like about to mm-hmm. do it, the f- the fear in her eyes is is gorgeous. It's like so good. I spent a lot of time screaming at this series, this scene. I whimpered the whole time. I was yeah, no, this it got me like I was <laughs> under a blanket, and I'm yeah, and it's like I personally have not had an abortion, but if I had, it wouldn't be in the fucking woods. Also, the idea of putting the underwire of a bra. Mm-hmm inside of you as a person just all of it all of it going through all of this alone like very very bad and only telling your one friend and like oh there's just so much like it's so heavy it's so heavy on both it's so heavy i i got a text from one of my brothers who also watches the show and he's like i cried the whole time that that scene was on it was and i was like good now you know what it's like (laughs) the whole thing the whole thing from the fear in her eyes to the stop 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 like it's so so overwhelming i so couldn't handle that scene like it was did you did you cover your little peepers i did yeah me too i i i kind of do like a see-through see-through cover up you know like Um, a lattice fence is what i do when i cover my face because i want to see that 
I also need to hide. I don't cover my eyes. I rarely do. Um, occasionally in scenes of extreme gore, I will. There's no gore in this scene. No. It is it's all down to the performances, honestly. These are two really stunning performances from Sophie Nelise and from Jasmine Savoy Brown. Like Yeah, oof. it's incredible. This is this is, I'd say this is the Emmy reel, but they probably be like, Ugh, you know, some of the voters, you know. Right, like, right. <laughs> there's a lot of womanly stuff happening here wow (laughs) we don't need to see all that (laughs) um and it breaks my heart because when she tells taisa to stop she she sits up and she hugs her and she's just sobbing and saying i don't want to die yeah and it's so awful because they're all worried that they're gonna die yeah but you know lottie's worried she's gonna die because she's hallucinating or having visions sean is worried that she's gonna die either just during childbirth which is still an extremely dangerous thing Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. in the best circumstances which these i don't want to blow everybody's mind but these are not the best circumstances (laughs) (laughs) okay hot take wow i mean look i don't know look whatever you do is between you and your doula but this is not going to be my choice would you choose misty fucking quickly as your doula okay look honestly she would be really capable and competent i still wouldn't want her to be but you're right yeah she would absolutely be able to do it but she might actually steal the baby raise it out of spite yeah she could do something she would like inject it with something as soon as it was born like i wouldn't trust her right right she would put like a tracking device in the baby and also like hypnotize it or something Something. yes and also insert like webcam into its eyeballs or something like something fucking creepy (laughs) yes okay so we can agree uh capable doula creepy though real creepy yes (laughs) capable but untrustable (laughs) yeah yes back at the lake laura lee prays and dunks lottie under the water again more creepy music that Mm -hmm. makes the scene Mm -hmm. even that much more creepy Mm -hmm. now i will say you cannot deny adult baptisms are dramatic as fuck Way more dramatic than splashing some water on a baby. Okay, I get that. Baby baptisms are adorable. I hate it. They are adorable. This is a Lottie's cute. <laughs> cute Lottie appears to just sink all the way down in the lake, and I'm like, mm, is this a dream? Um, there's no rotisserie chicken. There's no way of knowing. So she then has a vision of like a flooded like almost like industrial basement it feels like the boiler room at school and she sees a i think a stag in the distance it's different from the one that she saw in the woods mm-hmm. it's not a moose i i it might be a different kind of animal look i don't know about soccer i don't know about guns i don't know about nature wow so wow. um yeah sorry i'm so sorry what do you even watch this show for <laughs> <laughs> um uh the consensual adult kissing (laughs) (laughs) also the mystery i mean look the nature stuff is just another mystery to me i'm like yep that seems real (laughs) so after she sees this unidentifiable animal she uh sees this other room and it's all done up with candles Baz Luhrmann's William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet style. (laughs) And then she lights a candle. There's like a strong wind that kind of makes that candle kind of like a blowtorch or like when you um, fuck up a lighter so that it's got a really tall flame. Mm -hmm. And then she opens her eyes. She sees Laura Lee until basically her face darkens. It doesn't really distort. It's it's scary. It's terrifying. 
I paused it. There's like no, it's just, it's like a, a silhouette where her face was, but it's so scary. Yeah. And she tells Laura Lee, she's like, I saw fire and light. And Laura Lee is like, oh, deaf the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah, you, for sure. Oh, yeah. I'm for like, sure you're Laura Lee, honestly, <laughs> I don't think that God is on your side based on anything that has happened in the show. Like, yeah, I remember that shot because it looks like a halo at first. But then like her eyes get black. Yeah, and then it looks mm-hmm. like an explosion. Like, anytime anyone's eyes get black in the show, yeah. I'm like, ah. yeah. And then it looks like an explosion, which is like, <laughs> told you, it's, you know, <laughs> very unfortunate <laughs> that she wasn't able to tell, you know, Laura Lee, like, hey, I saw that you exploded. Maybe don't look over a rickety old plane. Hey, maybe don't get in the plane. Yeah, and like, maybe you should be more specific about what you're seeing <laughs> and not just like taking everything Laura Lee says. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, she says cheese and rice, okay? <laughs> at the soccer game kevin finds nat off to the side she's smoking and uh mace went for pizza with a friend she's like oh keep him away from the crazy lady kevin doesn't think she's crazy and i'm like "Mm, okay (laughs) do you you're just not seeing the fishnet um and uh he's like no you've been through a lot and that's okay with me which is very sweet he seems like a nice guy hopefully i mean aside from the fact that he's a cop Oh, no. you know, every time I'm like, yeah, Kevin, t- oh, but a cab. Oh, no. Oh. Back in 1996, Travis and Nat are wearing fewer clothes than ever. She is like laughing at his serious face. He can't handle anything. Okay. Like any reaction that she has. He's like, don't do that. Quit it. So he stands up in embarrassment and one of Ben's condoms falls out of his pocket and she's like, oh shit, like you you want to go? And he then is like, oh, like what number would I be? And I'm like, dude, you cannot be asking that with that haircut and that face, okay? You should be grateful. (laughs) So Nat goes off in response to his like implied slut shaming. I don't buy her. Our vaginas have like monologues. I'm sorry. I love that line. I do buy it. I remember when that that play came out. Mm -hmm. I really, I love that line. Whether or not, you know. She actually would have said that. It's but. it's totally fine. I am in the minority here. I <laughs> I hate it, and the internet is like, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> you I don't know think Natalie knows uh, what she's talking no, about. No, I love that line. I don't think I love it for Natalie. Um, and I think it goes back to, and it's funny because I listened to. Um, oh, you would believe it if Travis said it. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. No, I think it goes back to a point that you raised earlier on on your podcast where you were talking about how like people make Natalie out to be a rebel. Because she's like mm. lower lower income and dealing with her trauma through like drinking and stuff, but it's not out of rebellion. I think was the point that was made that it's more out of like mm-hmm. trying to self soothe and self medicate. And so, in all actuality, I think a lot of uh, I think there's a very big part of Natalie that's like I just want to do the normal thing. Yeah. And so, if that is the goal, right? Like soccer fits into that. Um, I don't think. Uh, the vagina monologues fits into that because I don't think of her as a rebel either, which is why it feels a little like, okay, maybe this is something that like another character on the team might say. It feels like a Shauna thing to me. Yes. I don't, I feel like she, she's the only one who would even know about that at this mm-hmm. point. And it actually, it might be an anachronism. I think it might've been 1998 that those started. 
Um, That's not for sure. It's also like her being able to articulate, like, why is it my job to not want it and your job to try to make me? It just, it, this is one of the very rare missteps where I just don't believe the character would say these things. Mm. Well, we find out that Travis is being such a fucking shithead, though, because he's a virgin. So it's like, shut up, dude. Again, you should be grateful. (laughs) Right. honestly you could have fucked everybody here twice by now you have really been wasting your time yeah the the fact that he's still a virgin this far into it Mm -hmm. is like what are you doing wrong they were already slavering over his abs in like episode three so like this is on you my dude like and again nat is a great example of this it's not like girls have high standards And I think that this is still true. Like, because then Nat does detail her sexual history. She's like, I've only been with two guys. One was, I forget his name, some guy, sophomore year, and then a guy that she met at a show, which wasn't great, which is probably, uh, probably a rape situation, at least a coercion. That's what I took. Yeah. No, I took that from That's that. That's what I thought too. I'm like, I don't know if I'm just projecting my extremely common experience of being sexually <laughs> assaulted. No, I think you're accurate. No, yeah, I got the vibe that it was like uh, not. This was not the it plan. Was, there was there was a squickiness, yeah. to that story. She does say, you know, no matter what Jackie says, it means something to me, especially with you. And I think Juliet Lewis has talked about how she feels like throughout the first season, adult Nat devolves, and I understand why she's saying that. But she's also the only character throughout the first season who has her entire kind of rickety support system completely ripped away from her Mm. so it's like i don't think you can expect this character to respond particularly well yeah yeah and like she never learned appropriate coping skills and we see her in her interactions with travis in her interactions with kevin it's like she's just gonna keep like subsuming herself to get approval from these guys until that doesn't work and then she's going to wound them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's just i don't know it breaks my heart and then she doesn't even have that coping mechanism anymore by the time we get to the end of the series anyway they make out a little more travis spots a deer and he's like oh get the gun it's like okay yay food (laughs) in 2021 misty um spies on nat banging kevin tam uh (laughs) you know boundaries we love them She's crushing up pills with a mortar and pestle. I just love the idea of her basement being this like Pinterest board of like <laughs> her weird, sometimes deadly hobbies. <laughs> and so she calls my wife, J-Rob, and tells her that her plan isn't working. And Misty's like, I'll help you out. They arrange to meet back at Shauna's house. She's sitting in the dark, scrolling through kind of obsessive messages from Adam. Normal shit, right? <laughs> she was like, you know what? That brunch wasn't bad enough. I'm going to try to have a really terrible night, too. (laughs) And uh, Jeff doesn't bother to turn on a light to be like, hey, remember that inventory space? The the third in our relationship? Um, I gotta go, ooh, you know the taxes. And I'm like, you are definitely lying sir so she's like oh i'll find something to do and then she texts some dom shit to adam about (laughs) lying face down on the floor maybe she'll get there in 45 minutes and i'm just like i hope he just waits 45 minutes and then does it and then does you know goes about his life (laughs) because it's just like i just i'll never understand that dynamic i'm like i i want you to tell me what to do but if it's stupid i'm not doing it (laughs) it's a good it's a good line to have I guess that's why I'm still singing. <laughs> Misty is just vibing. 
Santa, the motherfucking opera. I didn't even realize that was playing until I rewatched the episode, and uh-huh. it's so so fucking perfect the first time i heard it i thought it was a mistake like i thought like i must have clicked on something and gotten an ad or whatever then i was like oh no the show is doing this like for real and i thought that was so fucking great the the official playlist on spotify includes this which is a real fucking wake-up call like you're just like like, yeah the 90s and then it's like (laughs) (laughs) she really knows how to set the mood for (laughs) Listen, I also have a playlist for when I'm doing potentially illegal stuff. Is that true? Because a cop might be listening um, to this. Yeah, it's Kevin Tan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is true, but it's like, I call it a bank robbery playlist, and I'm never going to rob a bank. But it is nice to know that if I was going to, I would have a good soundtrack for it. I have follow-up questions about what you do that's illegal, person who's just correcting typos that don't get <laughs> Um, I, I'm curious what you think is illegal that you want to do um, because I have a feeling huh you're not gonna rob a bank though. I know. so this is you but if she were to rob Thank a bank you, she's got the playlist ready to go I totally get it <laughs> Thank you. do you listen to it at the ATM <laughs> like what is the I feel like this? if I had this specific playlist in for these specific reasons I would play it to pump me up yes that's exactly what I do okay, <laughs> okay so like so you could have just called it a pump up. No, playlist. but it's a state of no, mind, no. Kelly. Very specific. Thank you. Very Robbing specific. a bank is a state of mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to the show. The second Jessica Roberts gets in, Misty doesn't miss a beat, jabs her in the thigh with a hypo, which is in the credits. You could see Misty doing that to somebody. I was shocked. <laughs> And the next shot we see after Misty drives off is Jessica Roberts in her Pinterest craft basement, <laughs> chained to a bed, duct tape over her face. And Misty's like, good night. Sleep tight. <laughs> Don't like the fact that you're a terrible person. Keep you up tonight. <laughs> Which is just the perfect marriage of writing and delivery. It is amazing. It's beautiful. And what a way to, I, I also love that the internet has started calling that basement the Caligula Inn. Um, <laughs> well, that's because Jessica Roberts calls it. Cool. Oh, alien. okay, my bad. I'm yeah. sorry. Your wife is it's, brilliant. It's, of sorry, course, it's, it's from the text. Of course, your wife okay. uh, was right about that. She was. My wife is right about everything. Um, <laughs> I'm so 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 sorry to you, Rekha Sharma. I hope you never listen. To this. <laughs> I was talking about how I have a huge crush on her with a friend of mine. He's like, oh, I'm friends with her. I'm like, don't ever tell her anything. <laughs> Okay, so Erin, if like a bunch of episodes suddenly disappear, we'll know what happened. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! Although you know what? Maybe I'm being too cynical. Maybe she's just been waiting for me. You yeah. know, she's like, oh, you know, maybe this is why I'm still single. I'm not like hanging out with creeps who have podcasts. <laughs> In 1996, uh, Travis and Nat prove that even if you can't be remarkable and raise a family. You can be both horny and an effective hunter. Hell yeah. <laughs> the deer apparently looks gnarly, aka just like the version Lottie saw at the top of the episode. And it turns out the antlers aren't bloody. The deer is just shedding its antlers, which I think I knew was a thing. But does it look that fucked up? 
<laughs> I don't know, man. Like again, okay. I, I, I think I've heard that they shed their antlers too, but I didn't know it looked like that. <laughs> yeah, it does, I mean, look, it does look like somebody's intestines are threaded. It though. looks awful. Not as awful as when they cut open. Yeah, Shauna oh. cuts open the stomach, notably like not draining the blood at the throat. I don't know if they like updated their technique or what, <laughs> but um, its stomach cavity is filled with maggots. <laughs> everybody is rightfully horrified i screamed <laughs> i held, i closed my eyes and ears because i thought maybe somebody would throw up yeah it was pretty bad uh van almost does yes jackie is like hey coach is that normal too and he's like, shut up jackie jesus yeah, get christ the hell out of here jackie <laughs> i wish i wish a rabbit would fucking eat you honestly <laughs> at this point um lottie takes this as a sign that she's not crazy whereas i'm like i think you're crazier than ever but laura lee's like yeah you totally have a gift <laughs> this will end well and Taisa has finally just had enough. She freaks out. She's like, what do you think is going to happen? Winter gets here. We're not going to be rescued. I'm leaving in the morning. If you want to come with me, word. <laughs> and back in 2021, uh, after Nat has finished with Kevin Tan, she gets a text from the blackmailer. This is another one. I was like, mm, Jeff just left and she got a text. Okay. <laughs> That's suspicious. Yeah. And then I don't know if this is more scary than the first one or not, but it's so scary because adult Thais is next to the tree outside her house. She's officially the lady in the tree. There's like a chunk missing from her hand. She's got the same kind of vacant stare as young Thaisa and she comes to when her phone buzzes. Uh. She realizes she's like spitting out the dirt and she looks so upset. I feel like it's an understatement. She just looks like crestfallen. Yeah. Because now we know for sure like this has happened before. And she gets the text from Natalie. She gets the text from the blackmailer. And it's just like, fuck, <laughs> what? And then the music's is- all. <laughs> Give Aaron her Grammy. <laughs> We've been talking about a lot of the music previously as like Satan's girls choir. This is where the girls have fully grown up and they're Satan's women's choir. <laughs> Yes. Like, oh no. <sighs> okay, that's the end of the episode. Oh Such a good episode. <laughs> so terrifying. I think we've we've talked a little bit about Jackie and Shauna with Dom. Are, is there any couples that we're shipping at this point in the series? Who do we want to stay together? Aaron. I don't know what that term means. <laughs> oh, okay. Dom, as the as the uh, denizen of Tumblr, would you please? Explain? Uh, shipping is basically it's a think of it as an abbreviation for relationship. What romantic relationship do you want to see? Oh, okay. I mean, I love I love Natalie, young Natalie and Travis. Um, mm. I mean, obviously, it ends terribly in adulthood um well for him right (laughs) um i love the tawny and van romance i worry about what the hell is going to happen to van i don't know if i'm answering this question right but you are you're doing exactly what you're supposed to do okay great yeah i mean i i really love natalie and travis as somebody who thought I was like cooler than I was. Like, I didn't think I was cool. Like I was, I was a nerd, but I did hang out with like the freaks. Mm-hmm. But I didn't do all the cool shit that they did. But I wanted to appear that way. I don't know. I just <laughs> feel like I don't know. Attached to that romance somehow. You taught us about noodling, <laughs> and we taught you about shipping. This is perfect. More than anything else, this podcast is really just like a knowledge it's share. A learning, you know, yeah, it's a learning experience. Yeah. It's an educational tool. It's edutainment. 
gross. So we really got to get somebody on here who knows about soccer, <laughs> guns, and also nature. Yeah. Uh, Dom, anybody else that, that we haven't covered? Um, I should Mrs. fucking Taylor and getting hit by a bus. Um, Ooh. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think violence worthy of this show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I no, honestly, I a part of me wants to say that like I'm rooting for Thais and Simone, and I am, but I think mostly I'm rooting for Simone. Oh yeah. A Simone is so hot. <laughs> B, you know, she is actually trying to be remarkable and raise a family. Yeah, I know. I feel so bad for her. She is so hot. She's so cool. She's gorgeous. Yeah. She's amazing, and she is really supportive. Like yeah. I don't think yes. she would have had a problem. With Thaisa staying in the race, had they actually right. talked about it and Thaisa didn't just like have like a mini psychic break <laughs> and be like, you know what? The man with no eyes is oh. correct. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I love Simone. And then I don't, I know that there are people who ship Jackie and Shauna. I do not ship them. Um, I think you friendship Thaisa and Shauna. I do ship friendship Thaisa and Shauna, but. I think the thing about Jackie and Shauna, and I'm sorry to get so hung up on these rabbits, but I think if you'll remember that in the pilot, Shauna fucking murders a rabbit in her yard, yep. guts it. Skin to, chin to anus. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you don't forget a thing like that. <laughs> the whole shebang. And so it, between that and like the ceramic bunny collection, in my head, I've gotten it that like, like Jackie is the bunnies, right? Like she's mm-hmm. the bunny in the garden. She's the bunny in the fucking house, like all the ceramic bunnies. So it's like just kind of this continuation of Jackie being everywhere, even in her own home. And I think if we really wanted to go ham and say that Jackie is a rabbit in representation, then what does it mean when like Shauna's trying to grow a garden and like create something for herself and a rabbit keeps on fucking eating it? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And like, okay, well then I have to fucking kill you. I think it could be like a nice micro cosm or micro version of like what their actual friendship is like. Yeah. It's also interesting to me because it's like, okay, so many of the rabbits in the present day are voluntary rabbits. <laughs> She could throw all of those ceramic rabbits away. She is in the same way that she kept being friends with Jackie in less than ideal circumstances. She is keeping these fucking rabbits around (laughs) because she's just like, well, what else am I going to do? Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's the way that her arrested development shows up. She's like, well, I don't know. You know what? We got back and I was just like, fucking whatever. I'm just going to stay in one place like Randy. <laughs> I am. I'm actually I'm shipping Randy and Tammy. I, I think those <laughs> crazy kids are going to make it because I mean, come on. It's cheaper to keep. <laughs> I, I hope Tammy leaves him and takes him for everything he's worth, which I don't know how much that's going to be. You know, he owns a gentleman's club. <laughs> of course he does. Of course he does. If I know anything about sex work is that He's probably really benefited from that. <laughs> right. I ship Tammy and alimony. Okay. Great. <laughs> okay. Let's imagine we're all stranded in the woods. Mm-hmm. What survival skills are you bringing to the table, <sighs> if any? I mean, I can make a fire. I, I camp a oh. lot, so I can make a fire. But not much else. <laughs> like, I need my stuff. You know, like, as much as I camp, I'm a car camper. Like, we always have a car full of our stuff. So, mm. aside from making a fire, I guess I could probably cook some shit. But I'm, I would never gut an animal or skin anything. I would probably no. just 
die. I don't know. <laughs> I'd probably just give up and die. But I would be able to light some fires. <laughs> No, look, that's not that's not nothing. That's nothing to sneeze at. You shouldn't sneeze when you're trying to start a fire. I think that would probably that's be true. counterproductive. Yeah. I think for me at this point, I'm like, I am enough of like a skeptic who also respects other people's beliefs that I could at least do something for Lottie. Like nobody's really helping her out. You know, people have been like, Kelly, you should be a life coach. And I'm like, that feels like a scam. <laughs> um, I I at least have some advice. <laughs> But I mean, again, that's not great. And I think the way things are going, like reasonableness is about to like go out the window. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like this is very tricky because you wouldn't need. Would you be correcting everyone's grammar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like that. And you wouldn't need an Excel spreadsheet in the woods, uh, which is really uh, a place where I thrive. And uh, <laughs> so it's actually, I don't know that I would have the skill set. I I guess okay. I would also die, probably among the first to die, and you guys can eat me. And, you know, I'm not sure how helpful it would be. I'm anemic. Um, so <laughs> good luck with that. Wow. This is like classic codependent <laughs> behavior, but okay. <laughs> I don't think I. You could eat me, I guess, but I probably wouldn't be very nervous. <laughs> oh, please believe in yourself, believe in your blood. <laughs> I don't have any practical skills uh, or well. Yeah. Look, we're all, again, we are all fucked up and hilarious. And that means our chances of survival are not great. <laughs> okay. Is there a nineties nostalgia moment in this episode that you love? Mm. I'm just obsessed with that sea breeze. I'm like, bring it back. I want to see how oh, long it takes for it to be my gone. My 90s m- nostalgia moment is um, not in this episode. Do you want it to be specific to this episode? It doesn't have um, to my be. My favorite one, I think, is in the pilot when they're all in the locker room dancing to Shoop. That got me really emotional. Mm. That was just like... Everybody loves that. The the Umbros. That was like the first thing after we watched the premieres. I had like ran to Ashley and everybody's like asking her all these like, you know, questions that like, well, but, but this and the show and the writing. And I was just like, I'm so glad you got Umbros. Like, like <laughs> that was just brilliant. Umbros, baby. Like, Look, A, you're affirming a choice that they made, and B, you're giving her a compliment. You're not asking a question. You're just like, this rocks. Yeah. What a good friend. Girls in the locker room, That was that's one of my favorite parts. It's just, it encapsulates so much. I thought it was perfect. Mm. I think for me, when we opened Jackie's journal, I was reminded that there was like, we had different handwriting for different things. Oh, like there was like, yeah. I'm turning in homework handwriting. And, and then there's, yes. And then there's the like, I'm writing a note to my friend. So I make my A's like this, you know, mm-hmm. and just like, <laughs> just the I mean, I dot my eyes with a heart and this teacher's fine with it. This other teacher right. isn't fine with it. The but... idea of like different um, methods of penmanship conveying different things and being appropriate for different things um is something that i don't use anymore so it felt pretty cool to be like oh yeah that's a thing that we did amazing okay now finally oof the question we've all been waiting for at this point who's the antler queen and who is pit girl well is it controversial now here's the thing i did join reddit not join reddit but i do have the app reddit on my phone that i look at when i'm very slow at work and there's nothing else to do you've dipped a toe into reddit i've dipped a toe into reddit so i don't know what everybody else is saying but it's always how it starts is it (laughs) 
Is it? Uh, Look, at least it's not Tumblr. Rude. Is this an unpopular opinion? Could Antler Queen be Lottie, but also could Lottie also be Pit Girl? Could Antler Queen and Pit Girl be the same somehow person? But then once Pit Girl's in the pit, the Antler crown is put on somebody else. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I think it. Look, I want to say it's Ashley and Bart. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're absolutely listening to this. <laughs> they they will. Gone, I wonder please. if they will. Who knows? I don't know. I hope. I hope they're taking a, at least a little break between seasons <laughs> to be like, yeah. okay, I'm setting a boundary. Please stop talking to us about this. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure it was then they talked about how girls share clothes. Mm-hmm. They they called that out specifically in an interview. So it's like I feel like anything that anybody is wearing, uh, and we see them wearing. You know, we'll see a shirt on Van that we'll then see on like a Kilo or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that's out of the question at all. This episode made me wonder if maybe it's Thaisa in her, you know, dirt eating guy's persona. But I mean, I I don't know how much you can give a command. She seems so not present in that state it almost to me like the shot of lottie like with the antlers behind her head seemed too obvious mm. but i mean again i feel like it's like, I, anything is anybody's game with this show yeah. yeah i'm still team lottie being the antler queen um and i and i obviously do that with the advantage of like having seen the finale at this point and being like i think it makes sense um and as like you know uh, a member of the lottie cult um <clears throat> you know oh thank you <laughs> you're welcome um i'm really over identifying with it now we've gone on a real journey i would i would kick it with your cult um oh <laughs> thanks babe yeah, you're welcome. um but i also felt very mindful throughout the pilot of like okay jackie giving the necklace to shauna and me thinking okay well then you know pick girls obviously shauna and then us meeting adult shauna like seven seconds later and i was like okay so maybe not so in my head (laughs) uh this necklace is very fluid um and and Mm. i i feel like it wouldn't surprise me if in season two they're like okay um the person you got the most berries today where's the necklace right um (laughs) you know so um it's a pan (laughs) nectual Um, at one point I thought like I freeze framed on that and I was like it just looks like someone who's a brunette and like maybe had like a little bit of blonde Um, and so it almost looked like Natalie with the roots coming in but I was like but obviously Natalie's alive so I don't know I I mean I'm gonna go with Maddie because she's the only other brunette I think at this point that we have interacted with regularly in terms of everybody feels pretty like we're all pretty aligned that it's Mari at this point. So I'll be really curious to see what happens in season two where they're like, we listen to your podcast. (laughs) I just made Ashley and Bart into cigarette smoking. So join one of us, one of us, one of us. Who among us hasn't been a cigarette smoking diner waitress? (laughs) Well, on that note, it's about time for my smoke break. So we're going to wrap this up. Thank you both so much for joining me. I had such a great time. Dom, where can people find you if they want to see more comedies from you? Um, You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Dominique underscore Jelen, G-E-L-I-N. And uh, that is it. I have a fun time there. Fantastic. And Aaron, how about you? Yeah, you can, you know, hop on that Twitter and uh, you can follow that so lampy. That's T H A T S S O L A M P Y. Also on Instagram, baby. Same thing. I love that. Mm. Love the, the unified branding. Amazing. <laughs> Trey Anastasia would be so proud. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> 
<laughs> thank you both. All right. Thank you. Yay. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe, rate, and review Blood Hive wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to recommend us to your BFFs and frenemies however you can. Subscribe to Kelly Anakin's hilarious Patreon or make a one-time donation to Kelly-Anakin on Venmo to help us keep the content coming. Send a voice message to bloodhivepodcast at gmail.com for a chance to hear your Yellow Jackets hot takes on an upcoming episode. Blood Hive is a production of KA Collaborative. Our theme song is Eat Your Heart Out by Wolves. Special thanks to today's guests, the team at Cosmic Standard, and my own personal judges table. Last but not least, all praise to the Antler Queen. <laughs>